What's up, guys? Wait a minute. You guys aren't the real Avengers. I can tell Hulk gives it away. Oh, that was awesome. episode 450 for December 2016. You're listening to the Spider-Man Crawl Space Podcast, and I'm your host, Brad Douglas, and you probably recognize that song. It's called Time to Pretend by the band MGMT, and the song was in the Spider-Man Homecoming movie trailer, and I like the song. It's kind of catchy. It's very cool. We're going to be talking about that trailer in this episode, but before we get there, I want to ask for your help. Log on to our front page at SpidermanCrawlspace.com. Look for a widget and a button on the right-hand side. It says support this site via PayPal. You can drop a few dollars into the PayPal account to help us pay for the website and bandwidth costs that it takes to host 450 episodes up on our server. And we're, I've got a little gold thingy that uh, I put up for the last two months, and we're up to about 62%. Uh, and, and since I recorded an episode last, uh, we've had two people uh, drop a few dollars in. So I want to give a public shout-out to Brian and Alexander. Thank you guys for supporting the site and the podcast. Hopefully we can get another 450 episodes. All right, gang, let's get on with the news. Hey, Crawl Spacers, welcome to our news show for December. Let's introduce the panel. JR, happy holidays, sir. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Happy holidays to you, too. Yeah, 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 yeah. Let's get on. <laughs> the Grinch, uh, again. Uh, Zach, what's going on? Merry Christmas, sir. Merry Christmas! Ho, ho, ho! Wow. All right. <laughs> Ashley, have you done any Christmas shopping yet? Oh, God, Christmas is in two weeks. <laughs> That'd be a no. <laughs> it's funny how it's funny how when you're an adult, it's yeah. here before you know it. When you're a kid, oh, it seems like it takes another year to get here. Right? Oh, oh I yeah. know. It was just and Halloween. Try, have, try having the birthday right after Christmas. Oh man! Everybody's like, "Happy birthday!" And the me and Stanley are sitting there going, "Yeah." <laughs> and that yeah, voice you heard is good. George. George, any Christmas shopping done yet? Uh, no, but I only have like like three people to buy crap for. Yeah. Uh, so I'm not too worried about it. They're going to get gift cards. I've already told them I'm phoning it in. So, <laughs> Mike, any Christmas shopping done yet? Uh, yes, and uh, being that this is tis the season of clones, I got everybody the same gift. <laughs> <laughs> that was great. That was great. <laughs> Very nice, Mike. My gift this year is also clone-related. <laughs> oh, <dear. laughs> got, got somebody a bag. Uh, got, got somebody a bag of flour, huh? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there you go. Yep. You can go fight me. Oh, oh man, hey, hey, it's a Christmas season. All right. Now he gets a, literally. I got him. I, I got him a twenty-five bag, a twenty-five pound bag of flour. Screw <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. you for spoiling. That's that. that's what uh, Ben Riley loves: bags of flour. All right, uh, let's. We've got two reviews uh, from two different countries. iTunes reviews. That is, we've got one from the United States from PBN 3 uh, posted on December 3rd, subject title, Best Spider-Man Podcast Out There, 5 out of 5 stars. Are you tired of going to other podcasts that don't truly really focus on Spider-Man? Look no further. This is the podcast for you. Brad and company deliver the goods. 
and flour. <laughs> what what may be <laughs> what misinterpreted as, quote, negative attitude, it's actually passion and love for the character and supporting characters in the Spider-Man universe. They know, love, review, fight for, and embrace all things that are Spider-Man. They honestly know what's good and bad. Spider-History, Friday Night Reviews, Friday Night Fights, Reviews, and the new segments are all truth and facts about all things Spidey. Followed That's by... right. There, you heard that, Jared Barrowman. Facts and truth. That's what <laughs> oh, God. Uh, facts and truth, all things Spidey, followed by the entertainment these crawl spacers provide. They explain how the behind-the-scenes of the Spidey offices in Marvel really work. They read between the lines and get you what you really need to hear. I started late in the game, but my commute to and from work, I have plenty of Spidey-loving entertainment to make traffic seem enjoyable. These guys are fun-loving, just like Spider-Man, and here's to many more episodes. So thank you, PBN. That is very, very nice. I appreciate that. Uh, our other review is from Canada. Uh, oh, nuts. I take that back. That was the Canadian review. Hold on. My iTunes is set to... No, wait a minute. Wasn't there another one from October? No, hold on a second. Yeah, on the American one. I don't think we've done that one yet. I, that was the American one. I'm so sorry. Here's the Canadian really? review. I had I had the wrong image up. I'm so sorry. Uh, but no, PBN, thank you very much. That was very nice. This one is from Canada. I'm sorry. Uh, the subject title, Amazing, Spectacular, and Sensational. Five out of five stars. Sinstro is the person that posted it. He posted it in uh, November. Uh, quote, if you're looking for a spider podcast of spider fans for spider fans, then look no further. The podcast is really great, and I've heard complaints about them being too negative about some titles, but that's only because they're extremely well-versed in the tales of Spider-Man and his amazing friends. And they genu- genuinely want the book to be good again because of how much they care about the characters. The members of the podcast are great and create a diverse group of opinions with Brad the host being ever the optimist, George being bringing his unique and hilarious brand of humor to the table, Zach the Cloney, <laughs> Mike with his zany predictions, Ashley who's yep. a relative newcomer to the group, and finally JR, not only the biggest spider expert I know, but also the one with the blackest heart. <laughs> Actually, actually, this is like this December. This marks two years now for you. Yeah, <laughs> oh, that's right. Wow! Uh, so, you're, happy how anniversary, you newcomer though. Jr., well, what do you think of having a black heart? Relative. <laughs> I, I consider that to be a high compliment. There you go. Thank you very much, Sinestro. <laughs> and uh, to continue his review, it, it says, I've been a Spider-Man fan for most of my life, so it's really great hearing from a panel who is so passionate about the character and knows so much more than I do. I'm sad I, has, I hadn't discovered it sooner, but that just means I get to binge over 400 episodes. Absolutely consider listening to this podcast if you like Spider-Man. Sinestro, that's very, very nice. Thank you. You, sir and we got an email uh this one really i always like to hear how people listen to the show and this one you, we don't even think we're doing uh helping people but evidently we did with this email let me read it to you hello brad and the panel jr george ashley zach and mike m i'm a longtime listener first time emailer from new york city i discovered the podcast a few years back when Kevin, Josh, Stella, and Mike Bailey were on. Anyway, I'm just emailing you to say thank you because the podcast has been a huge help to me. I won't go too deep into the sob story, but last January I had eaten something that was laced with an inordinate amount of K2. 
A good friend had given it to me but lied about the contents. I went to the hospital twice and had to move back in with my family. Social interaction was extremely difficult, and though I had to work, I had to cut myself off from the world. Enter the podcast. Since interactions were so difficult, the only obvious place I could turn to for some semblance of unscripted normalcy and the camaraderie that I was missing was the crawl space. The Friday Night Fights, Jeopardy, and Spider History are great. I wish the podcast was weekly. I'm not completely out of the woodwork yet, as I just relapsed over the weekend. The effects come and go, but I owe a debt of gratitude to you guys for giving me something to look forward to. Side note, the last issue of Superior really hit me hard, so dank- thanks to Dan Slot as well. Thank you, Crawl Spacers. Keep up the great work. Ah, uh, that is really nice. I appreciate that. That's a very nice email. Very and, nice. Uh, public service announcement. If you don't know what K2 is, yeah. educate yourself and get it the hell away from yourself. Because that's yeah. some potent stuff. Wow. Mm-hmm. I, it's just nice that uh, 400 episodes helped him through a tough time. So I, I think that's really Absolutely. nice. Yeah. And we, we hate that you, that happened to you, but we're glad yeah. that we were able to get, provide you endless hours of entertainment oh, yeah. and George Barron. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> nice. Oh, he's rising. I know. We know. So, um, anything spider related happen in the news re- lately? Any trailers online or anything? Absolutely nothing. Yeah. <laughs> Wait, I thought that was a. I thought that was a Batman and Robin film. Oh, whoa! Oh, yeah. uh, I, 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 uh, I went through and was going and was doing the the Spider Jeopardy recording that I that was almost lost and spent six hours fixing for you guys. Thank you again for that. That that was awesome that you found that file. Uh, so we're talking about the Homecoming trailer just dropped uh, Thursday night. Uh, we're recording this Saturday, so it's a couple days after our reactions, and we uh, uh, let's do instant uh, immediate thoughts. Let's go around the horn. Jr., what'd you think of the trailer? Your first impressions? Um, first impressions. Uh, are we talking about the international one or the domestic one? Uh, both because of them. I would give them two different grades. Oh wow! Oh, go ahead. Wow! I, I didn't think that. Go ahead. Uh, I would give the domestic one a C minus, and I probably would give the uh, domestic one a B minus. Why? What's the, what's, uh, well, what's aren't we going to do? You said just quick hits, right? Then we'll go around and talk later. No, no, right? I want to hear you say, say uh, why you. What, what's different about the two? What you're far you? more important than the rest of us, Jerry. <laughs> yeah. No, 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 no. Actually, no, 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 no. I, I actually, uh, well, one. Are, are, are we talking? Are we talking in depth now or not? Uh, f- feel free. Just let me hear your thoughts on it. Let me hear your first oh. impressions. Okay. Okay. Well, my first impression was I didn't care for the over over emphasis on him being young. Uh, and the domestic trailer seemed more like, you know, what I want to see in the Spider-Man film and not so much emphasis on, Hey, look, the guy's in high school. Hey, look, the guy's young. Blah, 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 blah. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. so, so an average trailer for you, nothing like I'm running out. Get, uh, please take my money. I, I tell you what, I tell you what. Okay. Yeah. Um, you know, I've come to the sad conclusion, um, yeah. that after all these years, these movies are not made for my generation. Yeah. Uh, therefore, before I begin my grumpy old man perspective, I would like to briefly turn the mic over to a guest commentator who not only represents one of the target demographics, but is actually the same age as the protagonist in this film. Is supposed to be. <laughs> oh, are we getting? Oh, wow, are we getting Spencer? Oh, uh, yeah. Hi, Spencer. Yeah. Wow, that is so cool. Feature for ten years. Wow. Oh yeah, I haven't been here for ten years. This, this is this is the Crawl Space Next Generation podcast. <laughs> Spencer, I'll have you know that when you were born, I announced it on Hero Realm. 
Oh yeah, my dad told me that uh, about five minutes ago. That's so yeah. cool. <laughs> <laughs> the news just got to Spencer. <laughs> Spencer, how old are you, by the way? I, I'm not sure I know. Um, now almost 15 and a half. Yep, JR, he is the demographic. <laughs> so Spencer, what did you think of the trailer? Uh, I thought the trailer was really good. Um, it kind of represented... Uh, the early days of Spider-Man, of course, in his career, him dealing with high school, liking girls, and yeah. having a lot of friends, um, which, of course, is with uh, – I relate to it because I'm, of course, in that age. Uh, mm-hmm. And kind of shows that this is now a different Spider-Man. Mm-hmm. This is not like Tony Blair or Andrew Garfield. So, like, with the – like, domestic one, it shows him with Iron Man to hit the point that this is Marvel's Spider-Man, and you're going to love it way more than anything else. Right. So are you more excited for this one than the other two, you think? The, oh, yeah. Andrew definitely. Garfield. What, do you think the other two were just older perspective? This is fresher? Why do you like this one better than the other two? Uh, I I like this one more than the other two because it kind of shows an actual representation of high school. Oh. Because like in the other ones, like, oh, Peter has no friends whatsoever in high school. He's all alone. It's like, well, that's not realistic. Like mm-hmm. In actual school, you only have at least one friend, which is – Represented as he has Ned Leeds, also known as Gank from yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Ned Ganky Leeds, yeah. Oh, yeah. Ned Gank Leeds is no name. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. Who do you think uh, Zendaya is? Um, from what I can like see from her, I and how she is in the trailer, Michelle Gonzalez, I think. Yeah. My my theory is I don't know if the rest of the panel thinks this. They I think they're doing a uh, a makeover of her to make her hot. And at the homecoming, she says, "Face it, Tiger, you hit the jackpot." That's my theory. No, oh. no, 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 no. No, <laughs> actually, actually, I I agree with Brad on that. Although yeah. the, where I would differ is maybe they they will call her Michelle Jane Watson instead of Mary Jane Watson, and just You're call. Right. Let's go home. Just call her. <laughs> just call her MJ, and the M stands for Michelle and not Mary. Yep. Yeah. Oh, no. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I. I mean, cause, well, we'll talk about it in, in, when we yeah. get into the deep dive of it. But I mean, yeah. there is. You know, there's. A, I think there's a reason for that. But. Right. Well, Spencer, any other thoughts on the trailer? I, that's so cool. Your dad let you on. That's awesome. Um. No, I think that's pretty much all I got. Uh. For now, yeah. That's so cool. Well, thank you, Spencer. I appreciate it, man. All right. Yeah. You're welcome. <laughs> yeah. That was. Is JR back okay, remember, up? Remember, boy, I'll be able to play this back. So <laughs> <laughs> that's so cool. And now, now, Ava Douglas, what did you think of the trailer? No, just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> that's why I was hedging. I, when when I, that's why you kind of spooked me real quick when you said let's do quick hits because I oh. had my intro ready and oh, and so then I was going to roll over to him. So I thought, ah, hell, I'll just go ahead. No, and do it's that. all right. I, that's a fun way to lead off the show. I like that. That was a very good idea, Jr. A, a, a crawl space exclusive yeah. for the very first time. Here's later. <laughs> Spencer was five when you started the podcast. Was with Jr. <laughs> Yeah, I know. I know. Well, I mean, like like I've said before, to go even further back, George announced his birth on the Hero Realm. Wow, that's crazy. Uh, that's really crazy. Back in 2001. So. Yeah, so how old does that make me feel? <laughs> oh, I, I hope I hope uh, old enough to feel that you just might as well go ahead and end it all anyway and get it over with. So. <laughs> I literally I literally had that 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 whole that whole sort of talk with myself the other night in bed, and I was like, I'm in my mid 40s now. I've got this. How close am I to be retired? Actually, retire. And then I kept thinking, I'm like, 
you know, before long, as long as I've lived in this current apartment, when you add, when you tack that on to where I am now, I'll be in my 60s. Mm. And then I was like, fuck, I might as well just be dead. <laughs> All right. Just, All right. Good God, this is dark. My head. That escalated quickly. Wow, it did. Okay, we're still going around the horn about the trailer, not dying. Uh, Zach, what's your thoughts about the trailer? First impressions. Um, first impression was... Yeah. I, I thought, you know, this. everybody talks about it being more of a John Hughes movie. Mm-hmm. And it, I kind of got that vibe. Yeah, me too. Yep. Um, Gronke should not be called Ned Leeds. That really annoyed me. It's annoying me. It if, still if, is. if Gonky had a better name, I bet you they'd use it. Don't you think? Do you know a Gonky? I've never, I've yeah, never, but, never heard yeah. that name. Uh, you know, but out of all the names you could have pulled out of your ass, <laughs> I know. See, well, see, what if? Okay, this is just maybe talking, maybe blowing smoke. But what if they, the reason why they called him Ned Lee's was because if they did call him Gonk Lee. Then they would have to give Bendis royalties, and since Sony owns oh, the Spider-Man characters, you know maybe it could have been for possible legal reasons why they decided to call this character, who is basically Gonk in all but name, yeah. Ned Leeds. Alas, and this is a Miles character, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah okay, that that's that's where I stop and start with that. Mm-hmm. Or start. With that. <laughs> um, yeah. So you got a you got a so, uh, John Hughes vibe, which I got also. I agree. Uh, I like the costume. I like the web wings. Oh, God. Uh, <laughs> um, <laughs> that sounds really bad, doesn't it? I the know. Stark, <laughs> the Stark invented web wings? I know where we're going with this. I know that uh, Berryman oh, and I are... We're about to cover that like gravy on mashed potatoes. Oh, go ahead. I okay. will say this. I know that one of Berryman's annoyances is the very last shot of the, both trailers yeah. where mm-hmm. Spidey and Iron Man are, are flying off towards the battle or yeah. whatever. Yeah. That, to me, was symbolic of this is a Marvel movie. Mm-hmm. And this all exists in the same universe. Even though we've seen it with Civil War and everything like that, this rem- this was a reminder to the... And I think we're going to get most of the stuff that, that we saw in the trailer, I think that's the majority of the Stark stuff. Yeah. So mm-hmm. I'm okay with that. I'm not... Uh, Let's go. Around, keep going around the horn. Ashley, what's your first impressions? Oh, I really love movie trailers. Yeah. And I feel like, especially in the past, recent years, you'll find that the trailer is often better than the movie itself. Mm. I'm not sure that will be the case here. I was not impressed with this trailer. Nothing really jumped out and grabbed me and said, hey, this is, you know, this is something unique. This is, you know, something exciting, something intriguing. I feel like a lot of it felt really flat. I do like that they're really pushing, like, I mean, it's the high school setting, which isn't preferable, but at least they're really committing to it, and it's actually believable this time. Mm -hmm. So I'll give credit where it's due. Um, but so much other stuff was just, I, I, I didn't feel hooked at all. Hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's see, George, what's your thoughts? First impression, uh, first impressions. I, 
I'm I'm the, I'm in the same boat as Ashley as I wasn't I wasn't really all that impressed uh, compared to what we've seen from other Marvel movies before. In fact, I even remarked on Facebook that after so long had passed, I had only watched that trailer and then the international trailer like a handful of times. And by then, with the Guardians of the Galaxy two trailer, I'd watched them like so many times I'd lost track. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Guardians of the, the Guardian is, is a far stronger trailer than this one was. Yeah. And which is funny because it didn't really even have to do all that much. And every every bit what this trailer did, and you remember me because like, what is it, a year and a half ago or whenever when they first announced this was going to happen? Remember we did that podcast. We were all through the roof, over the moon, excited. What yeah. for right? the Captain America one? No, 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 for Spider Man coming back to Marvel. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. And how many times have I gone about how how and Feige we trust and Kevin Feige we trust? Mm-hmm. I've had a man crush on this dude for I, I have forgotten how long. Um, Doctor well, Strange was a stumbling point, and then this with this, Kevin Feige has taken all of my optimism and all of my goodwill, and he's thrown it to the ground and dry humped it. <laughs> <laughs> what a visual, oh, Jesus! <laughs> My Merry Christmas, everybody! (laughs) Oh my goodness! The fact that, and I get that this is a different universe, and that this is the Marvel universe, and it's Tony Stark's world, and all that other crap. There's people out there rationalizing a lot of bullshit just because they they're desperate for a good Spider-Man movie. Mm. That's and I see this. I've seen it on Twitter. I've seen it on Facebook. I've seen it here with us. There are people who are just. Who have problems with things that in the comic books where Spider-Man's being overshadowed are completely fine with it now mm. in the context of this film. And and so that I, – I never thought that when Marvel took Spider-Man over that we would have something that was even further removed from what, from what Spider-Man should be than the last two film incarnations. Mm. Mm. But that's what we've gotten now. We've gotten a Spider-Man whose greatness has been diminished by the fact that Tony Stark is so monumentally involved in every goddamn aspect of what he does. Oh, here's a new suit I made for you. Oh, hey, here, look, here's these things that were really cool when you came up with them all on your effing own in the comic book. But hey, I made them for you because I'm Tony Stark and I'm the balls. Is that and then I read it, and then I read an interview with Feige where Feige's like, "Hey, hold on, true believers, we got even more toys from Stark coming." And I was like, "If <laughs> so, if you so, so the big, <laughs> the biggest complaint is that Stark is creating a lot of his tech. Is that I mean, is there there other? He's creating his tech. He's his mentor. Mm-hmm. Hey, don't do this. Hey, do that. Bullshit. Bullshit. Mm-hmm. What made this character great was that this character started off with no help on his own. It wasn't perfect. He struggled. He had a lot of problems doing it, but he was his own goddamn man. Well, I mean, he, yeah, to uh, go ahead, Mike. To, oh, go. I was just to go glance off uh, George's point because, I mean, you, you and I, George, we were messaging about this, um, where I basically said, I essentially, I think I said something like, they might as well, Peter Parker might as well rename his, himself Dick Grayson. Because, oh, yeah. yeah. Be, I, because, I totally got sidekick at the end of that, uh, in that last panel or that last right. shot. Yeah. And, like, and yeah, like I said, just some, some smart aleck on YouTube had, needs to take um, the uh, 1960s Batman opening credits and then superimpose Iron Man. And Spider-Man over top of Batman and Robin, and then at the end with the logo, they put Spider-Man Homecoming on it because oh. that, because that's kind of the impression that 
I got from this is that this is, I mean, some people even, I've seen some people claim this is, well, this is basically Iron Man 4. I, I call this Iron Man 4 now. Yeah. After the yeah, trailer, I mean, this is Iron Man 4. Uh, yeah, even yeah, and I think I can, and in a way, I can kind of understand like like why Marvel wants to try to show that yeah, this is a different Marvel, this is a different Spider-Man movie, this is tied to the Marvel universe, but at the same time, at going off George's point, it just feels like this Spider-Man is so beholden to uh, Tony Stark that he kind of lost his own agency as a result. But didn't, Not you, that didn't you see in the, the trailer where he's talking about, I want to be my own guy or whatever? I'm, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I, mean, I think that's very much part of the story. He doesn't want to be constrained by, by, by people telling him what to do, and he wants to be able to help people his own way. That and, doesn't and mean that's he's very not going to Stark tech web wings. That's very much youth. I mean, youth want to rebel against... Their well, teachers, their parents, etc. He shouldn't. Have, Iron Man should not be his goddamn teacher. Well, the other thing. What? But okay. Whoa, 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 whoa. <laughs> what are you, the fonts? <laughs> Iron Man being his teacher makes sense given the climate that is the Marvel Universe post Civil War. True. Wow. True. No. no, it doesn't. Uh, Why? It, it, it does make sense because because you're not going to have a vigilante. No, no. I take. Let me walk like, that back. Post Civil War, yes, but in Civil War, it was still bullshit. It was every say- much as bullshit in Civil War as it is here. Uh, and I'm not. I'm not saying that 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 isn't a. I reject your premise. Erroneous. <laughs> <laughs> but well, at I- the same time, at the same time, given the context of how the universe is set up. Yeah, I think it makes sense for Tony at this point, in because I really think that again, if it's an hour and a half long movie, we're probably going to get ten minutes of Tony Stark. Yeah, mm-hmm. I, well, and the, to, me, to me, there's a lot more. Okay, that well, okay, well, here, okay, we may get ten minutes of like actual screen time, but every time he uses his suit, that's all Tony Stark, dude. That's all Tony Stark, baby. This okay. is a Stark suit. I love this goddamn character. I love Spider-Man so much, and anything that diminishes the character, I viscerally hate. I hate it when they when they when they take him down in the comic books to the point where he needs backup to beat people, where yeah. he used to beat ass twenty years ago in his own book. I hate anything that 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 dumbs down or takes away from his intelligence and his resourcefulness. And this movie, does, or at least this trailer, and and Tony Stark inventing the suit does that. Screw this. Screw it. <laughs> <laughs> the, there was one. There was actually one interesting point I uh, stumbled across when they were looking at this trailer. I mean, we talk about like maybe uh, Ned Leeds being too much like Gonk, um, but if you think about it, if you look at Peter's um, Peter's like status quo in this, it's very much like Miles Morales if you think about it. Because you've got the whole situation where he goes. I think the school he's going to it looks like it's going to be like a live-in charter school. So what you're saying is, is not even letting him. They won't even let him be his own man. They can't even let him be Peter Parker. Yeah. Yeah, they're just they're they're almost like it's almost beat for beat Miles Morales's like status quo and everything. I mean, even I mean, I mean in a sense. I mean, he shouldn't he should not have someone he can confide in early on in his career. Right. I'm oh, sorry. Yeah, I, I, mean, inter- I didn't mean to interrupt the mic. Oh no, I agree with. I mean, that's the same point. Launching off the same point because by putting Ned Leeds in there and having him basically be Gonka and all Gonka and all but name, it does give him. I mean, it's it's pretty much the same di- dynamic as Miles Morales and and Gonk. And it's just like – and you can kind of just see, I think, a little bit too much. I mean, and also with him, Miles also had kind of the mentor 
in the Ultimate Spider-Man, although it was S.H.I.E.L.D. in that comic as opposed to uh, Tony Stark. Yeah. But it's kind of the same dynamic that they're doing here. With I mean, with, I don't. With, Let's get to Mike's first impression. We haven't heard from Mike's first yeah. impressions yet. Okay, go, go. well, I just mentioned all my misgivings that I have about this. But yeah. now, if I'm looking at this as a uh, strictly as a trailer, um, and I did, I also kind of shared it with with a friend of mine to get her reaction from it. Uh-huh. And I guess, and I think the thing is, as a trailer, I think it's well, it's put together well and competently. You get an idea of what the story is going to be about, who these characters are, and everything else. So on that level, it works. Um, I did really like the um, the bank robbery yeah. aspect. That was awesome. That was, oh, probably, that was probably the that was probably the quintessential Spider-Man scene ever. Um, I, I think I've, I you know that if it was more like that, it would have been really great. Um, and I think um, the Vulture. Um, I was like. I mean this. I mean this guy make this the image of the vulture here. This this one makes uh, the comic book vulture look like a, a cute cuddly parakeet by comparison. Because <laughs> because did you, see, did you see what I said on our message board about that, Mike? Oh uh, no, I didn't. No, because I have said before on this very podcast, I have mm-hmm. said many times that the vulture has the potential to be a very menacing villain. It all oh, depends yeah. on the writer. Yeah, and and in that sense, this movie may prove me correct because Keaton looks freaking menacing. Yeah, oh absolutely, yeah, he does. I mean, Keaton well, he's, is scary. Yeah, dude, oh, yeah. I love Michael I Keaton. Mean, but yeah, I mean, I'm sure. Granted, he's probably never going to live down the Birdman jokes after this, but um, but um, but yeah, he looks great in the. I mean, he's going to kill. The, he's going to just absolutely nail this part, and it's all. It is kind of strange seeing him, uh, seeing a vulture that's not exactly bald. But at the same time, yeah, he's just going to be. I think he's just. This is, he's going to be probably one to be one of the best aspects of this thing. Although it's weird in the international trailer, they're kind of emphasizing a lot of the shocker, a little bit, or the or those or sort of the. Um, well, the he's only, tech. only one scene. Yeah, but they but the, but there's also but in both trailers they've also used a lot of like this high tech like alien looking stuff where they have the guy shooting the, the big ray gun and the like the thing where they grab the cash with it and stuff like that. So there's. There is kind of like you know there's some of that aspect thing, and also the other weird thing is too. I'm sure we'll get more into this. Is is how they're emphasizing a lot of Laura Harrier as Liz Allen in this thing, and really kind of playing up the well. And I'll probably maybe if we go more into this, I think that that looks like there's classic signs of maybe misdirection going on in that trailer, which you know yeah. when we cover when we go into Zendaya and stuff. But I guess but. we can do uh like pros and cons like we do reviews. I mean what's what's some pros everyone has? The bank scene uh, I think is obvious. The Every, bank scene bank even, good, yeah. even George probably liked the bank scene. Did you like the bank scene? Yeah it was it, it I didn't have a I didn't really I, I liked the part where the guy was trying to hit him and he was moving his head. Yeah, I mean that's yeah. that's straight up Spidey. <coughs> And the part where he used the the one dude to hit the other dude, the Hulk, yeah, yeah. That, was, that was cool. But I mean, I, I I didn't get giddy over it the same way I did at just Groot pointing at a button and saying, "I am Groot." <laughs> yeah. Good point. Or or, yeah. or or at Drax looking at uh, yeah, looking laughing at Star Lord and, and laughing at him when 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 Mantis yeah. is saying that he's turned on by uh, Gamora. <laughs> <laughs> I watched that. I I kept rewatching just that one part. Drax's laugh is insane. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that is fun. Dave, Dave Batista makes that scene. Oh my god! So the bank right. scene. Let's hear here's some other pros. What's some other pros? Uh, the the look. I I like the. I know George is going to hate me for saying this. 
I like the interaction with Tony Stark. It made me laugh. Yeah, the hug. No, it's great if you don't know anything about the character. The, it's fantastic. The hug was the hug was funny. Oh, whoa, 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 whoa. <laughs> yeah, I, just said, I just said that. I just said that. Like I said, I think people are rationalizing and, and, and being okay with a lot of things in this trailer that they wouldn't be okay with in the comic book just because they're desperate to see a good – just because they desperately want to like the new movie. Well, because, I mean, I think, because, because if this is something that happened in the comic book, we would all be shitting on it because we have. Well, I mean, the casual moviegoer, I think, will probably get more more of a kick out of this thing. But uh, yeah, as yeah. a spider, if you're a Spider-Man fan, then it's gonna you're gonna be a little bit. I think you we're kind of hearing it now. There, there's a little bit of some apprehension or just trepid and trepidation about going into this thing. I mean, which I mean is understandable. I mean, just because it looks like they're playing fast and loose with with the canon, and in, in, Here, here's but again, this has also been a a thing about the MCU. They uh-huh. have used elements from Ultimate. They've used el- elements from the six one six. They True. they shake it up. They put it in a blender, and they and they come out for the most part. Take the best elements of all of it, and then they Donkey's the best element of it. <laughs> Gonky is the G- Gonky is cool in my in actually, Miles. I like yeah, Gonky a lot. Miles, I actually like. I mean, we're going to inject him into. into, into Why not? He's a cool character. Why not? He's not a bad character. They I can't, actually, he was that cool. They call him Gonky and not Ned. Well, wh- they can't. I, like I, they can't whoa. use Harry Osborne again. They've been used twice. As, They've never as, used Ned. They've never used well, Gonky. Ned, Ned is so a, why not just call him Gonky? Ned is just, if he's that if he's that hot shit, why don't you just call him Gonky? I, I don't know why they don't call him Gonky, but they, he's a cool character and and he, they, he needs a friend. Does he have a friend in high school? He doesn't need a friend. Did you yes, know he, he does? Everybody needs a friend. He didn't have anybody to complain I'm, about. George, I'm your friend and you need me, baby. <laughs> <laughs> I'm your damn friend. I'm sorry, Brad, who in the who in the Ditko years did that he confide to? Other than Uncle Ben's grave about what was going on in his life. Please tell me. Please correct me if I'm wrong. <laughs> they can't repeat the same stuff oh over and God. over. They can't repeat the Maguire years or the uh, uh-huh. Garfield years again. Otherwise, it'd be a rerun. Okay. <laughs> I understand. Damn, this got heated. I understand. <laughs> I love the trailer, and I am a Spider-Man fan, obviously. You understand that, 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 that it is hypocritical. Okay. To, to to look to read the comic book, especially no, after that region arc, and how goddamn involved Iron Man was. No, it's and not. Sit all over that, and to look at this and say, "Oh, I love seeing Stark in this. It's great." Six one six Spider Man, mid twenties, maybe early thirties. Spider Man right. in the MU, sixteen, seventeen, maybe. Different characters on both of them. Spider Man in the MU universe is coming into it late. Tony Stark and the Avengers are already established. And like I said, there's a lot of rationalizing happening. (laughs) This is also also the same universe that he's been... Okay, we're obviously having stuff happen in real time in this universe. So for half of this... uh, Half of Peter Parker's life has been the Avengers, Iron Man, Hulk, uh, Thor, Captain America coming back. I mean, so in the context of the MCU, yes, I get what you're saying. Well, people are rationalizing it. But in the context of the MCU, it does make sense for for Peter Parker to still feel a little starstruck because he's not jumping on the scene like he did with the Fantas- like with him and the Fantastic Four essentially did when they first came out. It's his movie, and he can't even be he can't even be the one to shine in it. All this shit's coming from Tony Stark. <sighs> Well, I think Sony said, you know what? We'll give you Spider-Man, but give us Downey Jr. 
Or give us somebody big from the Avengers mm. for an equal trade. It's not a perfect world. We will we will never have a better Spider-Man movie than Spider-Man 2, than Raimi's Spider-Man 2, ever. That was the peak. That was the apex. That was a good movie. <laughs> we will, we will, we will never that is have my favorite. Spider- we will never have a Spider-Man film. Better, but... We will never have a Spider-Man film better than that. Well, you, you, are you always going to be half empty with your glass? Are you saying my glass is not half empty. My glass is a middle finger right now. <laughs> <laughs> Well, George, you gotta be optimistic. My glass, my glass is, is taking the you, long you, and breaking you, it on the bar, and you're, and, 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 and you're cutting somebody at the bar. My God, you're a, you're a mean norm. Uh, <laughs> now, I'm George, George, I, George, I hate now, anything that diminishes this character. How do you? I, I hate it very it, badly. When and, you go in, does that. when you're going into this movie, are you having an open mind, or are you, are you already pissed when you go into it? Yeah. It's hard to say because it's seven months out. There's things in this movie that I'll go to see that I'll look forward to enjoying, like Keaton. Yeah, I'm more excited about Michael Keaton in this movie than anything else. Literally, even Tom Holland, he's a great. I, I will say this: a, a Spider-Man trailer should not have more more Tony Stark in it than Aunt May. It shouldn't. That, yeah. It should. Uh, All right. Um, any other? Any other pros? <laughs> there was a lot of damn negatives in my pros folder. <laughs> Well, uh, well uh, the web wings, goddamn web wings, <laughs> web wings. I love that. Anybody else? Um, well, I mean, it's definitely there's definitely more of a Ditko influence with this thing, with just by with having the web wings alone thing. But also, yeah. I think just the look of the maybe they're trying to go with the look of the costume and maybe that way they're doing the whole eyes shrinking and also I love even the. Eyes. the even the spider on on his chest emblem is there very is small, kind of like also kind of Ditko, like mm-hmm. the early Ditko stuff too. So, I mean, yeah, visual. I mean, visually and aesthetics, you can see that there is that influence in this. Yeah, um, I, I, I do like that we've got the the black lines on the on the on the suit are far more. I'm talking about like the, the web pattern are yeah. far more defined in this trailer than they were in Civil War. Mm-hmm. I felt like sometimes in certain shots. Spider-Man, his the web on his on his suit was almost too light, and you didn't. There wasn't enough contrast on it. Well, how much was that? Was also like added in like post production too, because yes. I mean, yeah. But but looking at the looking at the set photos, looking at the trailer now, um, it looks like it's a little bit more pronounced. And I, I do mm-hmm. love that. Mm-hmm. I, the suit, I love. I love uh, the scene uh, with the Staten Island, Island ferry with holding it together with all the webs. I thought was awesome. That that is like a different take. I think of the lifting of the heavy things with Ditko. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But we've yeah. seen that before in Spider-Man too. Well, yeah, with yeah. the subway train. Yeah, I know. Yeah. Well, yeah, he is doing the crucified pose basically with that. So, but uh, but yeah, I mean, it, you, but to me, I, I was very kind of shocked that they did the Gronky reveal that he knows that who Peter Parker is and everything. Mm-hmm. Uh, I also, and, and George is going to hate this next statement, I also got a very big, spectacular Spider-Man vibe. Really? Uh, from this. Um, the high school well, because, because of he's advancing Liz Allen as, as you know. The, the Liz Allen, um, as opposed to, um, like, Mary Jane or Gwen Stacy. Mm-hmm. Uh, the fact that it's a magnet school, looks like, um, which was something that they did in... Uh, spectacular first before even Ultimate did it. With I don't uh, have Miles. I don't have a problem with the crush on Liz. That, that matches with the books too. Mm-hmm. That's yeah, the least of this movie's problems. It's what? That's that. That's the least of this movie's problems. <laughs> the yeah. Liz crush. 
Yeah. I mean, that, that's that's. I mean, that's in the book. It's canon. I mean, that's. Yeah. It's happened. Another thing that happened. Another pro out of me was uh, the the Bruce Banner up on the wall of scientists. Oh. <laughs> and, he, and he said, yeah, like, like every single Hulk reference. Oh like, man, every Hulk reference. I'm just geeking out, man. Loved it. Uh, but I will say, I, I liked the quips in this. Oh movie. yeah. Mm-hmm. You're not the Avengers. Hulk gives it away. I love that. When Spider-Man is standing, like, leaning up against the wall saying... Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean... That's Spider-Man, just man. Casually, it, it, it looks like they're taking the best elements of, mm-hmm. of McGuire's performance with the kind of social awkwardness and mm-hmm. the best of Garfield, which was obviously when he had the suit quippage. on. Mm-hmm. And quick. And yeah. we're finally getting everything in the right package with Holland. Yeah, I mean, what, 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 with regards to uh, Holland's performance George in there, this, what? <laughs> George just yelled, and I didn't hear it. I didn't. I didn't say a goddamn thing. Oh, really? I thought. No, I thought that it, was you. Was it Mike? No, that was Zach. I thought there was a big, bold, big yell yeah. there. What but was I was big yell? Tom, but but with Tom Holland's performance, I think it, it is that. You can definitely. I mean, he's definitely. You can see that the casting choice of this was pretty inspired. Was actually inspired because he can actually sell the idea that he is a kid in this thing. Much because, more than Garfield, like Jr. has said yeah. for years. <laughs> mm-hmm. I look forward to the next Spider-Man reboot where he's in grade school. <laughs> George. George, I'd say Holland is probably my one pro. Mm-hmm. about this from what I've seen. I do think he's a great choice for the character. I'm just worried about the material he's being given to work with. Yeah, yeah. same. Ditto. I, I, here's what I hope. I hope we don't get another a Garfield situation where Poor he's guy. better as Spider-Man. And, and like, even like... When, if you see well, now, Garfield's pro- Gar- with Garfield, that was script. That wasn't Garfield. Yeah. That was... Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, that was that was, and that was true, and that was direction on his part. And I don't think it was any because Garfield still gave, gave gave the best he did, given what he was given. And Garfield mm-hmm. and Garfield's Spider Man and Peter Parker was his own goddamn man. He wasn't in anybody else's shadow. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but he didn't have a motivation for being Spider Man. He never got the great power. Other than Uncle got killed because I didn't do anything. <laughs> no, God, no, no goddamn motivation at all. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> all right, all right. Man, George. But I will say this. Um, it looks like that we're going to have um, a similar ambassadorship in with Holland um, at, you know, at being a good ambassador for the character. I would and agree. I would agree. I, I watched the Facebook Live video, and I laughed out loud because, you know, he is British. So, Plus, um, he's just a fun kid, man. I mean, he, he, he's got a great personality. He does. Great, Humor and, and even, when, even when he was cussing, he was like, "Oh no!" I, I know sorry. that was fun. Yeah, like uh, you know, it, it looks like they're going to. He's going to be another really. Cr- that, did y'all see that video on Facebook where he went to the to the uh, children's hospital? And, yeah, and, that was really nice. Yes, favorite that superhero, really and he's like Batman. Yeah, that was funny. <laughs> you know, I, I I wonder if Holland is kind of sweating bullets about what the future will be like for him now because when it comes to people who've played spider-man on screen now uh one of them just made news and has only made news recently because he's getting divorced and the other one the other <laughs> one is making news because they can't decide what 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 film he should be nominated for an oscar for <laughs> because there's more than one. Oh, that's funny yeah that's funny i haven't seen that was it heartbreak ridge with uh, uh Heart- heartbreak Garfield? ridge was is like a 30 year old movie brad 
Uh, oh yeah, that's, that's Clint Eastwood. Hacksaw. Sorry, Hacksaw, Hacksaw Ridge. Ridge. Oh, Garfield yeah. was in Hacksaw Ridge. Yeah, he's the main oh, character. I gotta see it. He's the main character. I've been wanting to see it. I didn't know Andrew Garfield was in it. Yeah, he's yep. the main guy. Yeah. Oh wow! You almost don't recognize him. Yeah, directed but. by Mel Gibson. Yep. Yeah. All right. Any other thoughts on the trailer before we move on to the rest of the news? I oh, like okay. it. I like. Wow. Never mind. Go oh. ahead. <laughs> okay. I was going to oh, say because I I was oh. going to say that um, going off of Brad's earlier point about how he's about he thinking we're going to get a uh, face of tiger hit the jackpot scene from yeah. uh, Zendaya. Um, because coming. I think that. Because Who, I by think the way, look like a dude for like a minute. Well, that's the because that's the whole idea. I think they're taking when they cut away to her. Am I alone in that? And I was like, she's supposed to be. No, because no, that's Zendaya. Yeah, because remember, there because if we're going with the John Hughes vibe here with this, there's there's definitely there. It, I could just tell right away. Okay, Liz Allen is going to be the love interest, but then something's going to happen, and Peter's not going to get the girl. And it's going to be Zendaya's character that he's going to end up with at the end. And because she looks like the tomboy thing, we're going to get the makeover thing. That is a totally kind of oh. like eighties. That's a total eighties kind of like teenage yeah, romance. You know, like some kind of wonderful type situation waiting to happen. You can just kind I, of I, see I, it in this thing. Yeah. You know, uh, I, I, yeah. I think I think I think all of you are drunk on that, and uh, I'm with George, dude. We're uh, it's so perfect to say face it, tiger. You hit the jackpot. No, at, no. At, at the, for Mary Jean to say it, not somebody else. But that's the point. But that's, but that's the point. Michelle freaking Gonzalez. No, no, but that's no. If Michelle Gonzalez says it's wrong, yes, I agree. But, that's but Mary that's Jane's line. Doing. But that's what I'm saying. We're, they're, they're, I think they're setting up like a whole. Like they're, 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 I know she's. I know Zendaya says, "Oh, I'm not playing Mary Jane, and I'm not the love interest." Benedict I think Cumberbatch whole, said, said the same damn thing about Khan almost. Exactly. I think this yeah. is, this is just to try to do a whole swerve thing, mystery box kind of deal with this thing because, and you can see it from the trailer if you know if you watch John Hughes movies and others. These ideas like. Uh, teenage com, teenage romantic rom com stuff. You know that this is kind of the way that they set this kind of thing up. It's like, oh, guy's interested in this one girl, but then he, the the girl that he was actually right yeah. for him is like, you know, he doesn't consider until towards the very end. I mean, that's clearly what it looks like where they're going with this. And before we move but, on, Jr. Any other thoughts before we move on? Uh, yeah, just quickly. Okay. Um, you know, I, it was funny. I mean, I um, after watching both trailers, I really did. I didn't like the domestic trailer uh, because I, I didn't like the Stark narration. I just thought the Stark narration was too much. Uh, but I liked the international version because it didn't have much Stark. It was it mm-hmm. didn't have much Stark. It didn't have the uh, um, you know the, as much emphasis on Junkie or or the fact that he's young, Junk. young, young. <laughs> You call him junkie. <laughs> plus, plus, it, plus, it had, yeah, plus, it had an extra Michael Keaton scene, and uh, I mean, just based on the, I mean, yeah, it's so premature. I mean, we're 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 it, we're hyperventilating about a movie that's not going to come out for seven months. And, <laughs> that's you know, true. And, that's uh, true. You know, and and and, and, and you know, we've. I, I always speaking of Keaton, I, I just always remember. Uh, you know how, how the shit hit the fan when uh, Tim Burton announced that Michael Keaton oh, was going to yeah. be Batman, and a lot of people just thought that was the worst damn news that they had ever heard. Yeah. Uh, and now it's like when you take people's, you know, uh, it wasn't until Ben Affleck doing Batman here that people were actually willing to consider that somebody might be better than Michael Keaton. Yeah. Uh, exactly. So, but so I, you know, but but I, I did like the international one. I, I like said Keaton could be badass. He looks like he might be the. He looks like he might be the highlight of the film. Mm-hmm. He does. Uh, he looks like he's going to steal it. Yeah. yeah. And, um, you know, 
cautiously optimistic but i guess i guess the point i tried to make with my son earlier was that because uh, he you know i mean when he asked me if i saw it, i said yeah and i griped about it and he said i thought it was awesome yeah and mm-hmm. and i you know i was thinking well you know maybe you know i said maybe i'm missing something so yeah. uh it, it's uh, cautiously optimistic i mean right. it's it's you know i i wanted to do well because i want to see more spider-man exactly but I, I really don't like you know, and, and this is the thing with Junkie. It's like again, it's a it's a Miles Morales, it's a Miles Morales character. Junkie. You know, S- Spencer was thinking, why? Because he's Asian, he's a dead. Everybody's not white anymore. You know. I said, I know that. I said, I know that. I said, but it doesn't matter to me that what race the kid is i said i know this is queens new york in the 21st century it's just it's not a peter parker spider-man character it's a miles morales spider-man character i want to see peter parker spider-man characters you know ethnicity is not the issue who would um, who would be a besides harry osborne who could be a friend from peter's world in high school randy robin robertson yeah, yeah could, that's yeah. A, well, yeah, Randy could have been. In. Actually, like, that would almost be the, perfect. You would have had mm-hmm. to work the bu- the bugle in there. From every indication we've seen so far, Jones is not even in this. Yeah, I know. So, <laughs> wouldn't it be a nice surprise <laughs> if? Um, oh, what's his name from the McGuire movies? Um, I, I'm, I'm escaping me. J.K. Simmons. J.K. Simmons. Wouldn't it be nice if he's J. just J. in there? He's he's not, Brad. He's going no. to be. How do you know? He's gone from this. He's. he's dude. Okay. There's no way that DC is going to let J.K. Simmons. Let's go work on a movie. I know that you want it real bad, Brad. It's I do. Not going to happen. Never say never, baby. Well, you know, you know that one. Yes, I. You know that one. You know that one theory about who Tyne Daly is playing. You remember? If you remember that. Oh no, not Janita Jameson <laughs> or whatever. One yeah. Juanita Jameson. <laughs> no. Okay. Uh, keep, hey, uh, wait, wait. Ashley okay. uh, wanted to say something. Go, oh, go ahead, Ashley. <laughs> I just wanted to say my biggest problem with the trailer is that the conflicts don't feel like Spider-Man. And I don't know what it is. The main impression I got from the trailer is, oh, he's caught up in something that's bigger than he can handle. He's in over his head. And I never got that impression as one of the major conflicts of Spider-Man that, you know, he'd get into these. He'd get into similar situations, but he's always, you know. I don't know. Mm. I don't know. I don't know how to put it exactly, but it just nothing about the trailer felt like Spider-Man and what initially drew me to the character. I'm just so, so bummed out because when the initial draws to me for the character was, you know, responsibility is his main theme and holding himself accountable and pushing towards a higher standard and a higher goal for himself. And I've just seen that so absent from the most recent incarnations and it, oh. God, it sucks. Here, here is motivating theme seems to be don't look like don't look creepy in front of Liz. So, and the I don't know, just like the being young, wanting to rebel, wanting to prove himself. I just don't. I never really quite got that vibe from his character. It was more. I don't know. Well, I, you know, I, I hate. To, uh, I don't. I don't mean to jump in here. Go ahead. No, go ahead, no, Jr. Nobody was jumping in. No, I, I was going to say though, actually. A couple of things. I mean, I, yeah, I first of all, I don't like, particularly in the comic books, but I, I don't like the uh, the trend of, about portraying Spider-Man as a bumbling incompetent, which he seems to be in the comic book universe and other things. You know, I mean, the, uh, yeah. 
but I will say that in I, I was thinking of uh, the original Lee Ditko years, and there were times that he ran away bawling. You know, I think the the uh, I'm trying to remember what issue it was. I don't know if it was a fight with the same man or whatever, but he just you yeah. know, he just got in. You know, hit behind a trash can or whatever. Remember the cover? And, yeah. Uh, yeah, and he ran away ball and thinks nobody, you know, nobody likes me. And then he gave up and he gave up and quit because Doctor Octopus kicked his ass. And I mean, he did have a lot of growing up to do in those early issues. Um, and then um, now he'll just call uh, Junkie. Yeah, yeah, that's <laughs> well, yeah. Hey, hey bestie, uh, I need to talk about my superhero career. God damn! I just can't believe I'm just where I am in my life. Tobey Maguire is my preferred version of Spider Man. Yeah, like I said earlier, Spider-Man 2 is the best Spider-Man film we will have ever gotten. I like Spider-Man 1 better. But as far as Rebellion goes, I always saw Spider-Man as Peter Parker's Rebellion. I mean, that was why, uh, Mm -hmm. you know, Peter Parker Parker was the good kid. Peter Parker was the straight-A kid. Peter Parker was the kid who took care of his aunt and stuff like that. You know, and Spider-Man was the obnoxious kid, Weisenheimer, in the back of the class, who's always mouthing off. And, you know, so so really there there was an undercurrent of Rebellion. I mean, Spider-Man was... Peter's way of rebelling against mm-hmm. authority and things of that nature. But, you know, it's, I, I but I don't want to see, you know, but I am afraid there's going to be an overemphasis on, uh, on Stark's role. That's kind of what I'm afraid of. Yeah. And I yeah. guess he just, he keeps yes, manning Stark so much. And I understand, you know, he's starstruck with him. He's really, really looks up to him, but I feel like there's also kind of, you know, where's his arrogance you know peter has an arrogant streak where that get, kind of gets him to make mistakes and i don't know it's, we might still a, see that though i mean well, that's junkie the, will be there talking about yeah <laughs> yeah God. well that, they'll bond over rebuilding the death star model right <laughs> <laughs> We've got, uh, moving on, uh, Ashley's got this one about, uh, the trailer was released Thursday, Friday. We've got a new date for the, uh, the, the sequel to this movie already. Oh, <laughs> so, we don't even know how the first movie is going to be yet, but yeah. they've already got the sequel planned and have that, um, have that spot picketed, but it's, uh, Spider-Man Homecoming 2. I'm sure it won't be called that, but yeah. They'll probably have a different I, I hope word not. after Spider-Man, yeah. Spider-Man, Spider-Man prom night. <laughs> Spider-Man Sadie Hawkins will be coming out on July 5th, 2019. Spider-Man. That joke's not going to get old between now and then either. That's funny. No. That's funny. What other, what other dances do we have? We have Winter Formal. Spider-Man Sadie Winter Hawkins. Formal. That's great. Sadie Hawkins. Sadie Hawkins. Prom yeah. night. Prom night. Graduation bash. Yeah. <laughs> uh, that's funny. Uh, so uh, set your calendars for July 5th, 2019, it looks like. I'm going to be married by then, Jesus. <laughs> Welcome to the club. You are then unrelatable. <laughs> <laughs> where's I, Mephisto? Yeah, where's. Yeah, it, where it, do it, I it, sign? Any <laughs> <laughs> devil birds or any devil bricks? Oh yeah, Dad! Look, look out for the bricks. Potato will be along to bust up your marriage eventually. Wow. Okay. Well, I'm glad something. There's something in my life that I can count on. (laughs) Or if if, uh, your your fiance gets knocked out by a fat man randomly. (laughs) (laughs) Not only will uh, your marriage be undone by Mephisto, but then you'll be poorly written for almost a decade by by a guy who doesn't understand you at all. What's your What's your wedding date? (laughs) Do you have Do you have a date set, Ashley? 
Um, we're looking at September in 2018 because, oh, um, actually our current anniversary that we have had for the past 10 years is uh-huh. going to fall on a Saturday in 2018. Wow. You've so. been dating 10 years. That's awesome. That's right. Wow. <laughs> whoa, whoa, whoa. So y'all were dating like in middle school? High school. Wow. Hmm. That's awesome. Uh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> My longest relationship has been like almost two years. I have no frame of reference for any of this. <laughs> I've only been married been, 11. It, My Jack's goodness. Been, uh, Jack's been Oof. domesticated for like six years. Man. So, I mean, this is just like <laughs> we've, we've uh, got moving on to other news. We've got several new events and series allegedly announced. Uh, Woo! Mike, uh, there's a new Venom summer event. Tell me about that. About that. Okay, well, next year is going is supposed to be the 29th anniversary of Venom. Although, yeah. if you can consider Count Secret Wars, or what the secret, it, it technically is probably what is it? Let me do my math. 84. Uh, yeah, let's see. 33. Yeah, 33. Thank you. So, but <laughs> but we're if we if you're counting just Venom, the character itself, it's then, like yeah, 1988. It's 29 years. Yeah. Yeah. So. As you probably know, the news there's been a new Venom series that has been launched. Um, uh, just I think it came out like just last month. Well, in May of next year, um, they're going to have a twenty to celebrate their twenty ninth anniversary. They're going to have Venom number one fifty. And how do they get that number? Is that all the miniseries and the ongoings? Well, I, I guess I don't know. Uh, yeah, I was trying to because I mean, yeah, it was a little sounded a little bit dubious to me too. Yeah. But if you try to look at if you look at the Marvel uh, wiki page, which I did, um, there's been a, like about because right now technically that we're in the the, the third volume of Venom because you got to remember and, and you got to remember there was the one Venom series that came out in like the early 2000s where yeah. but they kind of ripped off uh, uh, John the Carpenter's thing. A Thing. Yeah. Um, then you had the one with then you had the series with uh, Flash Thompson. Mm-hmm. Uh, actually, two series with Flash Thompson because you got Venom Volume Number Two and Venom Space Night. Right? Yeah. Um, then if you think out the Eddie Brock stuff, which you, or in some cases would would consider the real Venom, that was of course the Venom Lethal Protector series from the 90s so yeah but i i I, I still think it's higher than 150 but that's just us being anal i mean yeah yeah. i mean but i don't know if they are counting miniseries in this thing but if they are just strictly counting like just ongoing series i've got a long box filled with just venom books and i I Uh think the long box holds like 200 something if not more Mm. But well, I mean, if you're, I mean, well, how many of those are miniseries though? Because you've got like, well, yeah, uh, there's... That, uh, so you think the 150 number equals? Uh, boy, I'm. I think more it's. Time. I think it's. I think it's just. I think they're just yeah. limited to the ongoing series. Although you, I don't know how I have to go back and Who try knows? to count like how many actual. I mean, if they're also counting lethal, Venom's Lethal Protector in that too. Well, that's a miniseries go... too. That's six issues. Oh, that was only six issues. Yeah. Okay. Um. But yeah. So if they're if they're if they're just counting. Every single Venom comic, then maybe that's how they arrived at that because I'm not sure, you know, because you're thinking about it, just just the Venom ongoing series alone. I don't yeah. think that's enough to just tabulate 150. And so they, they to- said in this article that it's the oh, what does it say? The biggest Venom story in ten years. What was ten years ago with Venom? Was that Gargan? Uh, uh, ten years ago would probably well, if this was 2007, that was probably maybe Eddie Brock. I guess supposedly dying or something, Who knows? or becoming anti-venom. I don't. Yeah. Has anybody read the new Venom book? I did. I kind of liked it. 
Yeah, I mean it's okay. I mean <clears> I, I think the um, the art style is definitely kind of is is, yeah. is terrific, and it kind of has that kind of that very. It's kind of almost has that kind of nineties <clears throat> invocation feel to it. Like they, if you're like the, uh, the antagonist, or no, not the antagonist, the hero or or the antihero has a disability. He's missing some fingers. Mm. And right. He's, he's, uh, well, Flash missed his entire leg for that. So I, I know. Think, no, I'm, I said they're. Ke- I mean, they're <laughs> keeping with that theme. Right, um, but I mean, it's. I. Th- I do think it's he's also very much a bad. He's a bad guy. It seems like in this book. He kills yeah, a couple I, guys. I do find it interesting in this respect that they're actually making that for once. They're. I mean, they're doing a flip. They're flipping the script in a way because yeah. by making the symbiote the good guy versus the host. Because the host is because uh, the way they yeah. try to the way they retconned it before, it always seems like oh the symbiote corrupts whoever you know, is wearing the uh, who yeah. become corrupts the host. Well this well this time around it's not the case at all. The, the host here, this um, whatever his name was, uh, Lee something I, or other. I forget, I, I forget yeah, his name too. Yeah, but he's almost. But yeah, he's not exactly a very you know you know very good yeah. guy at all. But you know, but yeah. it whereas the symbiote here in this case is like almost kind of like become like almost subservient to him yeah. whereas whereas it past venoms it was the other way around almost i thought the I la- is like, last few issues of uh that venom space night were actually pretty good i mean that, yeah. that whole book was not horrible yeah i mean you but know? i think it just like if they, they you and i agree kind of like that that the tone of the book itself like it mm-hmm. doesn't seem it didn't really fit the idea of venom be, well yeah. yeah venom in outer space you know doing being yeah, a venom space in kind. outer space is kind of dumb anyway the th- the idea well, is dumb but the execution was not i don't think yeah yeah, yeah. Uh, any thoughts on Venom, gang? Before we move on, I know we don't have a lot of Venom lovers on the show. On the show. <laughs> Crickets. Uh, yeah, exactly. Yeah. There you go. Uh, Zach, Ben Riley, possibly written by Peter David. What the heck? Uh, and Mark Bagley. Dude, love- God level tier team. Holy crap! Tell me all about uh, it. Tell me. All right. So there is a filthy rumor, according to Barryman. No, bleeding that- cool. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I didn't do the work on this one. Uh, yeah. No, I just called it a filthy rumor just so it'd make Brayman laugh. Um, but no, Bleeding Cool. I believe it's probably true. Oh, okay. Uh, they're, Bleeding Cool, which is uh, Dan Slott's favorite rumor site, is reporting <laughs> that uh, the word around the interwebs or the uh, backroom deals that they like to, you know, secretly leak stuff out to, to Bleeding Cool months in advance, is that the word on the street is that Peter David will be writing a bit, a Scarlet Spider series drawn by Mark Bagley. Now, I will spec. here's my little, I'm going to put my speculation hat because <laughs> I do get to gloat later in another show. But uh, <laughs> my speculation is that we are going to get a preview of this oh, yeah. in the last uh, issue of um, Clone Conspiracy. Yeah. And what's now, probably going to happen is he's going to use that to set up the next series. Now, Zach, being the clone expert that you are, would yes. you like Kane and Ben together in the book, or would you just like a Ben book, or what would you like? Oh, I, I would kill for a Kane and Ben book. Because Kane I really, and Ben, yeah. Yes, because I think you could do um, – there is so much you can do with those characters, and there's so much history. And, again, we'll, we'll, we'll see how the story unfolds with um, – with a Ben Riley, but uh, yeah, I, I, I would I would read a Peter David Mark Bagley book. Yeah, anytime. Duh. Okay. Well, well, duh. You, you know, can't. I mean, you can't. I mean, that's top. That's two of our my favorites. I, I don't. Even, of, I don't even like freaking Ben Riley. And when I heard Peter David was, I was like, I, there was a split second where I actually considered it. <laughs> 
was like, oh my God, Peter David. Oh, wait, and Mark Beck. Well, George, well, really, you're not picking that up? I know you hate clones, but no. Oh, hell well, no. Here, it's a clone book. Why the hell would I ever pick oh, that up? Okay. Well, here's, right. the, here's the thing, though. If <laughs> Peter David is if, – if, if this is true and Peter David does write the series, yeah. does that – what does that mean for Spider-Man 2099? I was thinking that, that, too. Was, that is something that I've, I've oft, oft wondered. Well, it's well, not – it's not here, here's, here's a bit of context for you. Peter David has written more than one title before at a time. That's true. Okay. Yeah, yeah but he, I mean, he's, he's completely capable of it. Just yeah. FYI. <laughs> he was okay. writing Hulk and Supergirl, Young Justice, uh, Captain Marvel. I mean, he's done several two books at once, I yeah, agree. Yeah, it's, it's not unheard of in the industry. This may um, shock you. Outside of, outside of the, like, the core clone writers, like DiMatteis, Stefalco, Mackie. Yeah, Peter David doesn't uh, have much history with clones. No, but yeah. I will absolutely... Um, yeah. Have to ask him a question on the show again, and maybe something will show up in the in the book. Uh, <laughs> well, this is why, well, this is why, uh, Brad, you you bring that point up. Yeah. This is why I think this is why I believe the rumor when I read it, because to me, in my mind, this is the kind of thing that Peter David would actually enjoy doing. Something where he had a little more freedom. Oh yeah. Yeah. Where he where maybe well, he, he has freedom with. Well, no, he he twenty ninety nine is kind of tied up in it with Parker That's Industries. his twenty ninety nine is his. He owns twenty ninety nine. I know, but twenty ninety nine even the book is tied into Parker Industries a little bit too much. No, no, I don't. Mean, I don't. It's in, yeah. in, it's a Spider Man book. Any Spider Man books are going to be tied into whatever goddamn unfortunate event they happening yeah. they happen to be doing a part of the year. But at the same time, I just think it it, it frees him up more to to do certain stuff without having you know them say okay well peter has to be doing this peter has to be doing that it, he can just be like yeah. going and off and doing his own stuff that's true you know it like makes me his own. it makes me worried about 2099 too because the book isn't selling that great if you look at the sales numbers at least to the direct market which is a shame i i, I hope they relaunch it yet again with the, the blue suit back i think that's one of the problems yeah um, yeah yeah um it's not I, yeah you know the the new uh, the new action figures coming out, and that, that's the only way I've liked that suit. That's the action, action figure look in the comics is yeah. great, yeah, yeah. The, and uh, I like I like the artist on twenty ninety nine. Do not misunderstand. I just don't yeah. necessarily like the color. I, I think it's partially the coloring on the costume and yeah. what mm-hmm. the colors and the effects that they add to the costume that are unnecessary. Here, th- this will be well, interesting. Anybody who let's let's. Do a show of yes or no to buying the clone book by Peter David. Zach is a definite yes. George is a no. Ashley? <laughs> George Probably no. not. Probably not Mike. No. I'll check out I'll maybe check out like maybe the first issue or so just to see how it goes. But JR? <laughs> <laughs> That's a no. He, he brought out the goblin cackle. He did. That was very <laughs> goblinish. All right, uh, let's head into Norman talk. Whoa, 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 whoa. Let, let, me, let me say one more thing. Okay. Let me say one more thing. This is important. All right. I, I, I give Zach a lot of shit uh, on, on the whole clone thing and the, yeah, and the, and the, uh, the bag of uh, flour and everything, and, and rightfully so because it's laughing. <laughs> Zach, but, get ready. I think there's an apology coming with love. But there's not an apology coming. <laughs> okay, never mind. I, I, never mind. Nothing wrong. Um, <laughs> in fact, I've, I've been factually correct in everything I've said. But but nope, there's what a I but. do want to say, what I do want to say, is that Zach has held on, has held, has lit that candle longer than, or just as long as any other fan who's ever lost something that they loved. Yeah. And 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 has been wanting it to come back from day one. Um, and so if that's truly what's going to happen, uh, then Zach, I'm, I'm very happy for you. 
Oh, well, it's a Christmas me. miracle. <laughs> I'm going to make I'm still going to make fun of it. Don't get me wrong. <laughs> but I'm happy if they give you back something which you've been missing for. That's days. very nice. And you know what? That uh, online I've been reading how, you know, Ben Riley is a lot of people's Spider-Mans. I mean, they grew up when Ben Riley was in the books. And he was their Spider-Man, or one of their most beloved characters. And that's Zach. Well, the, that sums the, Zach up. The brand is diluted beyond repair at this point anyway. <laughs> don't we've, don't, we've, don't we've mess got, up your pop- Huh? You're messing up your love. <laughs> no, 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 no. No, no, I'm not messing up my love. I said I was going to say critical. Continue to say critical. I know, I this, know. this brand is so screwed up. As far as there's 84 different types of spider characters now trying to keep their own, you know, yeah. weaving in and out of, of monthly books, having their own book, appearing up in other people's books, whatever. Um, so this is – bringing back even more uh, isn't going to hurt. I mean because we're already – we're already – like we've already hit critical mass. We're, we're, we're 20 years on, aren't we, that people have been asking for Ben Riley to come back, and we finally got it, Zach. This is – Yeah, I mean look. I, I was the guy at San Diego that – Yeah. When I asked Steve Wacker, um, he said he thought that the story had been written. And a, clearly, a and uh, another interesting thing I found, and we'll, uh, we'll talk about that next episode. Well, I, sure. I will say this. It, it, I think Marvel had that attitude at one point. But yeah. I think now, um, especially with – I mean, you look at this summer. This was a summer of disappointment for Marvel. Marvel really stunk to join up this summer. It's Civil War II. And much of this year. Uh, I think, and I think bringing back the clone is a bit of fan service, sort of uh, almost, you know, not unsimilar to what DC's doing with Rebirth, but it's also a little desperation. Mm -hmm. Uh, I I agree with that. To try to find something that 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 old time fans will enjoy. I think they're realizing now, much like much like uh, much like half the country did when they voted a certain way, they're like, oh wait, we forgot this other part of the country that just turned on us now. Yeah, mm-hmm. I, I think there's a segment of, 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 of fandom that's out there like that, that Marvel's like, you know, we've been stomping these people in the teeth and trying to get rid of them for decades, but we could actually use their money if they're still willing to spend it. Maybe maybe we start doing some things for them. I, <laughs> I, I think Renew Your Vows was part of that. Oh, God, yes. And, and, yep. and I think this is the same, this is the same thing. It, it's part fan service, part sheer desperation. Mm-hmm. Moving on to the next event is a, a series-related thing. Uh, Norman is evidently coming back after the uh, the clones. Jr., tell me about Norman. Here's a great-looking cover too. Let's talk about being cautiously optimistic, but unfortunately, <laughs> in, in Slot's hands, I just don't know where it's going to go. Yeah. Um, this is. Um, <laughs> I tell you, I you know, I guess it's just a. Um, a, a a fact we have to live with in this modern internet age where uh we're you know like when the toys get released and they show us what character you know like with the first amazing spider-man you know that it was the toy companies that basically confirmed the lizard was going to be the villain in the movie and yeah. you know and now basically we know norman's we know exactly when norman's coming back because the a- amazon is already promoting the trades yeah. the, the trade collection of that you know months from now uh so but yes apparently norman's coming back for at least a four-part story uh and um Let's see here. And yes, it is a really awesome looking picture. Well, it's an homage uh-huh. to Spectacular Spider-Man 2, the, the magazine from the 60s. Yeah, it, it does. Yeah. It looks very much like that, in yes. fact. Um, yeah. And um, But basically, it's uh, in the end of Superior Spider-Man, Peter Parker cured Norman Osborn of the Goblin Serum and Insanity. 
But Peter didn't realize that a sane Norman Osborn is more dangerous than ever. Could Spider-Man wield the full power of Parker Industries to take on Osborn's military might? And here we go. Spoiler alert. The end of Parker Industries begins here. So it's, <laughs> it's like, yeah, let's just tell it. Let's just telegraph. I mean, we all knew it was coming. Yeah. Uh, but, uh, you know, I, I get mixed feelings. I mean, I, I like I mean, I, I really like I said, the, the image just gives me a lot of hope that Norman is just going to be a just one his badass self. Mm-hmm. Um but the problem is, I, I've never liked the idea that the Goblin formula drove Norman insane. I've never, I've never liked that idea because it just kind of seems like an excuse. It's an easy way out to explain somebody's psychopathic behavior, mm-hmm. you know. Uh, in, in, instead of something, in, you know, in, instead of the character having some deep-rooted mental illness or something like that, oh, he had the Goblin formula. He became a crazy guy. Um, at least he's still going to be a bad guy, though. Yeah. Uh, but you know, I just really hope. That, you know, I really hope this this story goes a long way toward Norman relearning that Peter is Spider-Man and and also getting his uh, his goblin powers back. I mean, I'm, I'm hoping I'm hoping this, you know, like I said, I was hoping that the end of Parker Industries comes as a result of a hostile takeover from Norman Osborn. But it, it, uh, it's just wrong that Ock knows and Norman doesn't, you know. It is. It is. I mean, they. Yeah, you know, I don't mind Ock knowing, but Norman should definitely know. And I mean, yeah. I, I fully agree that um, when someone and one of you guys, I think, made the observation, or maybe it was the late Kevin Cushing or something. Uh, <laughs> He's not dead. <laughs> <laughs> He's dead to us. Oh, man. But, you know, someone, yeah. someone made the That's comment funny. that Dr. Octopus was Spider-Man's greatest enemy. and Norman that was Oswald. me. You did well. Of course, there we go. I I should have known that it would be the uh, the dick in the corner who would have made that point. But uh, well, he's killed he's killed Peter. That's something Norman's never done. Yeah, but uh, but uh, that uh, Doc Ock was Spider Man's greatest foe, and Norman Osborn was Peter Parker's greatest foe, and and I I, I kind of like that idea. And okay, wait, so that I, may I, have been. I'm sorry, think that was me. Because I was talking about Spider-Man. No, that sounds smarter than something you'd think. Oh, no, come on. Yeah, I know. I know. That's, that's why Damn. I credited Kevin with it. You know? Oh, oh my God. I can't say anything <laughs> profound and de- in, in depth, you jerks. Oh, man. All right. Well, all right. Uh, well uh, I know you can't. Oh, jeez. Uh, <laughs> it's been proven but, time and time again, Spidey, dude. Oh, my yeah, gosh. But, all right, all I right. Mean, I mean, after all, you're the guy who bragged about having a 12-inch Scarlet Spider. Usually, you know, most of us like to keep that to ourselves, you know? Gee whiz. Moving uh, on, moving on. But, uh, no, I mean, i cautiously optimistic, but in Slot's hands, yeah. I, I just, you don't know what you're going to get. And if Goblin Nation is any indication, yeah. uh, he doesn't under, understand the character near as well as I think someone should. And he's yeah. this will be, what, his third time tackling Norman, if I remember, New Ways to Die, was that it? That the name of the book? Yep. Yeah, New it, Ways to Die, yeah. New Ways to Die, and then the... Um well, then there was uh, 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 oh, okay. No, it wasn't. He he didn't write American Sun. It was uh, somebody else. Goblin Nation, uh, I guess, is the second one, and then this. Yeah, Goblin Nation would have been the yeah, second time he wrote him. That whatever uh, happened to the Goblin tattoos? Remember them? I mean, that that became that, is that just a cult? That uh, what's his that name? Petered out like a bad fart. That 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 I think that, that supposedly uh, ended with Goblin Nation. Actually, yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, just, that just kind of went nowhere. Well, you remember Hush Goblin? The what? Hush Goblin. Yeah, yeah, okay. yeah. He was oh, hanging yeah. out in Africa trying to sell arms to an African warlord. Oh yeah, that's well. Then maybe yeah. that that ties it into this with the military aspect. Uh, another st- keeping with the comic book news, uh, Ashley, uh, you've got this next one. Evidently, Miles and Spider Gwen are a couple. 
we've got some upside down kissing going on. Uh, yeah. So, <laughs> for whatever reason, um, <laughs> Miles and Spider Gwen are gonna hook up and be a couple now in um the upcoming issue of first Spider Gwen number fifteen, and then after that, Spider Man number twelve. Mm-hmm. Which has been delayed about fifteen times. Thanks, Bendis. <laughs> yeah. What, what's your thoughts on those two coupling? I'm weirded out. Okay. It's really weird. I don't know. I haven't been following Miles in the comics. Yeah. Um. I guess. What are they, What are they gonna? Are they gonna bond over their dead Peter Parkers? <laughs> it's really weird. And that's what and they Miles, have in common. <laughs> And Miles knows, you know, Gwen from the Ultimate Universe, and, like, she's a good bit older than him. I didn't think about that. Yeah. I didn't think about that. This is weird. It's so weird. Spider, like, I don't know. I like Spider-Gwen in her own universe, but when she starts, like, interacting with characters outside of that universe, it's something about it's just really weird to me, especially when she's around Peter. Yes. Because I'm like, you're the underage reincarnation of his former love interest. Exactly, yeah. And if Peter's mid-twenties and she's, what, 16, that's odd. It's I very... I, I thought she was closer to, like, 18. Yeah, I think she's 18. What, are you trying to get her legal? Comic. Zach, what do you think? <laughs> Does that make the kissing less weird for you? I mean... <laughs> well, well, no, actually, that makes it worse because... Uh, okay. Miles is only at most Miles 16. is 15, 16. Yeah, yeah that's right. Oh. At most... So I mean, if she's if she's seventeen and he's sixteen, that's okay. Yeah. But depends on what state. He's like thirteen. Has he aged three years already? Well, he he, he, aged, he ages there a, a little there bit. Was, there was about a year and a half gap. Yeah. When his mom died in the Ultimate Universe, and his uh, mom got better by the way, like an, eight, an extra eight months because of Secret Wars or something. But yeah. yes, th- thanks, thanks, Jonathan Hickman. Yeah. Anybody uh, like the but, coupling? I mean, it makes kind of sense, I guess. Well, no, this is marketing stuff to try to. To try to bring Spider Gwen sales up, it's all it is. Absolutely, this is this is this is. Well, got Miles, cash is sa- Miles' sales aren't that great either. Yeah, that's what I mean. They're both they're so they're they're bringing in both of these characters who are, who are basically real flashes in the pan, and then they're thinking, hey, let's just bring them together so we can get another flash in the pan. We got to melt this. We got to melt these like flashes in the pans for all it's worth. Basically. Wait, Miles or Miles's book isn't selling well. No, it's I mean, only like about maybe. Well, on the sales estimates, it's only it's down to like maybe like forty something odd here, thousand. I'll, I'll pull it up in just uh, a second. They'll they'll they, that like... can get down to ten, and they're not going to cancel that. You know that, right? Oh yeah, I know. Okay. Yeah, but I mean, but this is but this is but in terms of like where they are now, I mean, they're they're oak. They're kind of like mid. They're okay, but they're not really great. That in terms that, of like, that book is cancellation proof because number one, it's Bendis. Mm-hmm. Um, and number two, it's it fits the social justice thing where they got to have diversity. Spikes, uh, it's issue number eight sold forty four thousand copies. Uh, number that's issue number eight. Number seven sold forty seven thousand. So right, it's right. In the, and then Spider it's the sixty three most Gwen. sold book to the direct market. Yeah, and then Spider Gwen was like, what was it? Now it was. Um, I think it sold under Gwenpool this last month. Oh here. Well, you know what's sad? Spider- Miles Spider-Man sells more than Uncanny X-Men. <laughs> oh, I know. Wow. It's, it's, yeah. Uh, X-Men have the, the books that are beating downhill. Spider-Man are uh, all new, all different Avengers, Thor, Old Man Logan, Invincible Iron Man, uh, Doctor Strange beats it. Black 
Deadpool definitely beats it. Spider-Man Deadpool beats it. Mm. Amazing Spider-Man, I'm looking at the sales right now, it's the 24th most sold book to the direct market. Mm-hmm. Selling 71,000 copies, uh, issue number 18 of Amazing. Wasn't uh, Renew Your Vows like uh, like number five or something? These, it's number it's, it's number six. We don't know exactly what the exact these are for September what the sales estimates are yet, but that's it's for for yeah for this for it had a lot of variants. So of course, it's going to sell. But yeah, it did. But. Uh, yeah, let's yeah, see. Yeah. Um, Jr. Any thoughts on uh, Gwen and Miles? You don't read either book, I know. <laughs> Could, couldn't give a rat's ass. I didn't think so. Uh, let's see. Where are there? Where are there? I want to know where their characters are right now because I'm just so weirded out. There's been no chemistry between them, as far as I know, and the last—I guess the last time they met was during Spider Verse. Yep. You know, and they didn't even they just interact. Have them full on lip locked on the front cover. I'm like, hold on, guys. At least, like, aren't hold hands first or go on a seat, get to know each other? What happened to uh, ev- romance? Evidently, Miles. Wait a minute, Ashley, you're sounding as old as me. <laughs> Oh man. oh, man. Ashley is such an old-fashioned fuddy-duddy. <laughs> Tell you what, wait till she's married. <laughs> oh. They're kissing and they haven't even gone for ice cream yet. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's, let's do some off-the-wall stuff now. Uh, get it off the wall. George, Humberto Ramos will not go to red states. What? Tell me all about it. Uh, in a political in a political statement, which he assures everyone is not a political statement, <laughs> uh, Humberto Ramos, an artist who has divided this panel before, yeah, uh, and I have always been a fan of his work, even when he was, even before his Spider Man work, uh, I was a fan of his work. Mm-hmm. I didn't necessarily think uh, it translated well to the Spider Man main book as well as it would have a Spider Man's uh, satellite title. But um, nevertheless, I'm someone who's defended this guy's work before, and Ramos decided to cut off his nose despite his face. Mm-hmm. And after the whole, you know, with the election you had, you had one country that – you have one half of the country that was like, oh, my God, we won. And then the other half of the country was like, this is the end times. Mm-hmm. Literally, this is, this is, these are the two extremes. And so comic book uh, professionals, writers and artists, ever known for their, uh, for their moderate uh, uh, emotional states, <laughs> um, started to really rail on, on Twitter. You should have seen Dan Slott's Twitter. This oh, man. Delicious. Oh, yes. Wow. Oh, it, was like, it, was like somebody, it was like you're a cow and somebody put like four or five salt licks just in front of you and said, Merry George, Christmas. George, I, don't under- I really don't understand why uh, professionals on their social media accounts uh, cut, okay. off, cut off half well, of their audience. Because, because okay, why? You have to, okay, these people live in bubbles, okay? Dan Slott talks on a daily basis, works on a daily basis, talks on Twitter on a daily basis, goes to a convention and talks to other professionals on, on, on a monthly basis yeah. who have the same worldview that he does. Anyone else, anyone else who doesn't fit that worldview, slot will automatically block. He already tried to preemptively block, remember, 11,000 people that one time just because of the whole Gamergate controversy. Right. And, and, and I just don't understand why the majority of the country went the opposite way he did. Well, the majority of states went the opposite way he did. Well, true. Um, true. But, but the, here, the thing that, that these people, they live in bubbles, and all they're used to hearing is people who agree with them. So they naturally start to believe that everyone agrees with them. Yeah. 
Well, but, so so they feel free to just ramble on on this. It, it, it's the same with Hollywood. It's the same with actors and writers and directors. They're going to pop off thinking everybody else, at least everyone else that's important, agrees with them. And and the fact that they're potentially alienating half their customer base never never comes into their head. Why, yeah, why don't they care about that? Alienate, alienating half of their customer base. I don't get it. Don't, it and here's the thing. I'm like like you know, like I'll get on Twitter and I, I'm of a certain political mindset. I don't block other people who, who have differing views from me. I my own views aren't threatened by differing views. Yeah. I I'll be very vocal about what I believe and I'll and I'll have a dialogue, but more and more people who are of a political bent on you know, that's much more aligned with comics professionals shut that out. They can't have it. They can't have anything that dissents against their worldview, mm-hmm. and they will try to block it, cut it out. In this case, Humberto Ramos's case, not go to states that didn't vote the way he he wanted them to vote. Yeah, his, he's basically saying he's not going to go to conventions for the next four years if your state went with Trump. Yes, and and it's yeah. it's ridiculous. It's a ridiculous stance to take because most of these conventions, even in those red states, happen in urban centers that voted the way he wanted them to vote. Mm. You know, and and so 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 a lot so of people, the Midwest, etc. Is is he's yeah, not perfect? Go. Perfect example, Cleveland, Ohio. Yeah, I mean, yeah. <laughs> Cleveland is staunch Democrat. I mean, mm-hmm. uh, uh, overwhelmingly so. And uh, Cleveland has had an African American mayor for oh lord, I think you know t- at least twenty out of the last twenty four years. He's so, actually, he, he's you know, Cleveland is his type of city, but. Yeah, he makes a state. Well, but in his, you know, in his statement, he's not going to Ohio, you know, and uh, it's it's it's. To uh, me, it comes across as being very okay. sore loser. Oh, and it is. It is. It is very sore losery. It, it, you know, and it's it's very petty, and it makes it, it the people the people that he wants to make suffer aren't going to suffer for aren't this. going to suffer. Yeah. It's the people that wanted to interact with him, wanted to get that comic signed, wanted to sit there and take that picture, that paid hard-earned money. He is literally taking earning potential out of his pocket yes. over the pettiness. Yeah. You know, well, that's Over- I, guess, I guess the thing I don't understand. I mean, for example, he explained, you know, I mean, he 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 said that he's Mexican. I I wasn't really aware what his ethnicity was or his, but he says he's Mexican, and and I don't blame him one one iota for taking what Donald Trump said personally. I don't blame him one iota for not liking it. I don't blame him, you know, one bit for being afraid of it. Uh, you know, but it, it's this kind of, it's like burning the flag or, you know, it's like, what are you really saying? I mean, saying yeah. I'm not going to go to, to red states and it's like, why, you know, I mean, why don't you do something like, oh, by the way, I'm going to go to the, I'm going to go to these next conventions I'm going to go to, I'm going to do a bunch of sketches. I'm going to auction them off and we're going to donate the funds to the local democratic party. Mm. You know, now to me, that would mean something. Yeah, you know that 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 would be an effective protest or, or a liberal know? think tank or or a, a, a liberal cause that you just want to champion. That you're right, Jr. I mean, there's so much that he could do that isn't doesn't come across as small and petty. Yeah, but unfortunately. Do you know what this it's, reminds me of a little bit, though? It reminds me of all these cele- some of these celebrities who said that they were going to move to Canada after the after election. And surprise, they never did. Or when Dan yeah. Slott said, oh, I'm quitting Twitter. And, oh, yeah, how long did that last? Like less than a month. And he came back. Yeah. So, no, it, it, was, they, it was like less than a week. <laughs> Yo, well, yeah, okay. Yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, so this could be the same thing a, here with the, he with came back with, a, with a fiery vengeance. And, and look, 
I full get, like, social justice white knight mode. Yeah, right. I mean, he he uh, was he was he was in like uh like uh like super cyan social justice mode. <laughs> yeah, it's, here's here's my problem. It, to, to paint everybody that voted for Trump as somebody that you're not going to like, uh, just like to paint everybody that voted for Hillary as somebody you don't like, you can you can agree. On there's there's certain things that are universal that I think we can all agree on. Mm-hmm. I think that there's a lot of things that we we disagree on how to get to those things, but uh, I I think we agree that there are problems in this country, mm-hmm. and it, it's just the methodology of getting to the solutions. That you're not you're not you're you're not. I think what you're trying to say is like you know like working together and communicating and whatnot. Yes, and and. You're not going to convey your message when you, all you do is call the other people labels. You're just not. Or when you say things like, well, I'm just not going to your state. Take that. Because it doesn't punish anybody but the people who that, actually, like, like you yeah. said, pay for you. Yeah, that, that, yeah, that accomplishes absolutely nothing. I mean, that accomplishes absolutely nothing. And it just kind of leaves most people, you know, I mean, to me, it leaves me just like with a, uh-huh, what's that all about? You know, it, it, it. it yeah, it leaves a lot of people just shaking their heads. It's like so. the adult version of a child throwing himself on the ground and just beating his fists and feet against the ground. Wow, exactly. because, because it didn't go the way he went. And then George Perez did the same thing a couple of days after. Right. Yeah. George mm-hmm. Perez came, who I, I'm I, a tremendous fan of George Perez. I was very disappointed. I was like, dude, yeah, whatever. You know, whatever. You're a grown-ass no. man. Whatever it is you think you need to do, do. But this is stupid. You know, yeah, I, I, I shared to this. I shared a two uh, years in advance. Uh, inevitably, we'll we'll all be wrong on this. But um, you know, for right now in 2016, you know, those that are listening in 2018, um, <laughs> you know, we may have a completely different story that completely contradicts this. But whatever. I I shared a, on our administration uh, page on uh, Facebook about how. Uh, Joe Jusco, who's a painter that did the Marvel Masterworks uh, cards back in the 90s, who I'm f- a big fan of. I love his stuff. He did a post on his Facebook page that said, I don't discuss politics ever on Facebook. And yeah. bravo to mm-hmm. him for doing that. By, I it's, just, a, I, it's, a smart, it's a smart way to do business. That's why I would do I mean, mm-hmm. I, I, seriously, I don't know, understand why anyone that sells things, mm-hmm. makes things, creates things, wants to eliminate half of their customers. Well, and then you look at guys like Howard Mackey. Howard Mackey on his personal Facebook page is very, very liberal. But it, but Howard Mackey has a separate page for comics. Yeah, and that where he wants to talk. That's what he wants to talk about. He wants to interact and do all the interacting with with uh, about comics yeah. on his little comic Facebook page. That's fantastic. That's how you do things. You can separate your work from your political beliefs, and. For too often, because how often have we made the jokes about if you want to learn more about what's going on in the Spider-Man books, go look, go look at Dan Slott's Twitter feed. Um, <laughs> or or yeah. if you have a question, just the, the great thing. Here's the good thing. If we have a question for Dan Slott, well, I have not the crawl space, obviously, but because uh, we got blocked ages ago. But if you have a question for Dan Slott, you can directly ask him on his Facebook, on his Facebook, on his uh, Twitter feed, and he usually will interact with you. I asked if we were going to see the white suit Ock back, you know, when when Doc Ock came back, and not the dopey uh, green jumpsuit guy. If he hasn't preemptively blocked you by some bullshit Twitter block list, he, he hasn't actually. He because you happen to like a post from somebody six months ago, that means you may be a conservative. 
yeah. Oh, or you're then a sure. Of- then sure, you can feel free to ask it. Yeah, yeah, and I I get what you were saying about that, Barry. But but you know what I mean. I mean, so th- there's a gr- the ability to to reach out to the people that are creating uh, the books that we are reading now is fantastic. But it's also that double edged sword where you got to sludge through all of Dan Slott's uh, political uh, social justice yeah. warrior stuff to get to the comic stuff, and it really irritates. Yeah, I agree. Because not because I. <laughs> Look, I, I think it's been pretty well known and established in the continuity of this show that I'm a I'm a conservative, but um, he has the right to say it, but it doesn't mean I have to necessarily right. agree with. You it. know what? Yeah, th- think about that for a minute, because at, at different points throughout the show, um, a lot of us have voiced you know conservative or conservative leading viewpoints, and our favorite character is unabashedly most likely a liberal. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Which do you That's think you'd funny. ever now now juxtapose that. Do you think you'd ever find a podcast where you've got a bunch of liberals who are willing to share their love of a conservative superhero? Who is a conservative superhero? I'm trying to say that, that is a very good question. <laughs> I, arguably, you could say it's Iron Man. You could arguably say uh, that Iron Man is, and that's what. Yeah, I guess there's uh, a, there was a character years ago called Icon from uh, DC Milestone, which is actually who was actually that way. Was what politically did he have Mr. A? Oh, that well, yeah, well, that Steve, Steve Gitzko is kind of a whole nother cat, basically. That's He's kind funny. of. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Nobody laughed at that joke. That went over like a like a fart in church. <laughs> Ashley, uh, Ashley, what are we missing? Uh, what? What? <laughs> I, I don't know. I'm just trying to involve you. <laughs> okay, I, I appreciate that. But what, what do you mean? What are we missing? <laughs> no, don't you have anything? Do you not have anything to add? Don't you want to say anything? Okay. Um. No, I was just gonna say. I think. The biggest problem with the people who behave this way is that they equate politics and you know political opinions with um, a moral scale of right and wrong because mm. they think that because they have one political opinion it means they are right and that they are you know yeah. a good person and that people who believe the opposite of that are well evil because- pretty much it's like they they think they're the good guy and we're, the other people are the bad guy. Exactly. It's, yeah. it's, it's a whole – it's a moral scale instead of – I mean I said it so many times during the elections. Politics is just a spectrum of many different opinions. It's yeah. not right or wrong. It's just there's so many different ways that people can you know, perceive their world and, and develop all these opinions and priorities and views and – you know, this politics is just one of the reflections of that. It's not a matter of, you know, right and wrong, racist, bigot, humanitarian, whatever. Just yeah. like being conservative doesn't mean you're racist and bad person. Being liberal doesn't mean you love everyone and you're a good person. But these people equate it with that, and that's why they get so hung, you know, so up there on their high horse, thinking that they're the greatest thing that ever happened they're just so high on their own farts that um, <laughs> that's awesome you're so high on your own farts i love it's it such a big part of their identity because they're just on this moral crusade based on their political opinions and i just i, I really pity that that mindset because nice. it's so narrow-minded and so confined that you can't interact with people you exactly. have a different opinion. You, yeah. you can't learn how to 
stand up for your beliefs enough to to argue them with someone and defend them without just shutting them down. It's it's a regression. Real and, cool. Oh, go ahead. I, I, I do want to make one final point. Look, I get that there's a lot of people out out there right now that are very very scared of what this administration is going to do, what they're going to do. We don't know. Honestly, nobody really knows. And I hope to God that it doesn't that the things that they are, you know, throwing saying that Trump's going to do doesn't happen for those people. At the same time, I remember back in 2012 when I was working at a bank and we had this lady that she was a huge Obama supporter. And she came she would come in and she cuz she she kind of figured out that I was a conservative. And she said and she came in, she came in and gloated. And I said, congratulations, your guy won. And he is still our president. Now, this may have been 08. He's our, he's our president, and we'll see what happens. But I will be critical when it's time to be critical, and I will be supportive when it's time to be supportive. But he's still our president. Mm-hmm. And it's the same thing with Trump. Trump is our president, good, bad, or indifferent. Yeah. He was democratically elected, and we've got to move on. Now, you have the right to, to voice your opinion and and – Look, if the if all these bad things you say are going to happen, happen, I'll be one of the people saying, oh, God, all right, I'm with you. But if they don't happen, I, you, how many times did you hear about FEMA camps, for God's oh, sake? Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, and uh, did that ever happen? No. Um, you, so just we we all need to take a collective deep breath. Real quick before we move on to the next topic, uh, Jr. Is Norman a conservative or a liberal? Oh, Lord have mercy. <laughs> Real quick. <laughs> or is he a libertarian, JR? <laughs> yeah. Good, 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 there's, good a, there's, a, there's, there's only one party that Norman supports, What's and that's the Norman party. Yeah, Norman's yep. only interested in himself. He'll support whoever furthers his own interest, and he yeah. doesn't give – Actually, I would say Norman hates hates everybody for the most part. <laughs> you know, it, it's, it's funny, funny that you asked that, but yeah. uh, I, I would say he's he's actually, you know, it's kind of funny. I mean, when you look at Donald Trump, and it, I don't really want to discuss politics. Yeah, uh, I, I voted third party, by the way. I'll say that yeah. right up now. So I don't. And in Ohio, it didn't make a damn bit of difference. Um, <laughs> but uh, you know, Trump was apparently a Democrat, and uh, and yep. for his own, he became a Republican for his own particular reasons, for his own particular ends. And actually, that's exactly how I see Norman Osborne. Norman would be a Democrat or Republican. Whatever he thought would best suit him at the time. Well, Reagan, Someone Reagan, needs to Photoshop that right now. Right now. I, I bet mm-hmm. you, do you think Norman would hang out with Trump? I think, that would, I think Norman and Trump would get a I don't know. Anyway. In the, in the uh, Marvel Universe, I guarantee you that, that Trump knows Norman. <laughs> <laughs> I bet you yeah. he does too. That's yeah. funny. Because, because he knows every goddamn person. He knows all, like everybody. Especially like, in, no being in New York City. Being in New York. Of course Norman knows Nor- Trump. Norman wouldn't, Norman wouldn't go into business with him, though, because with Trump's uh, business track record, Norman probably doesn't like to lose money. Uh, <laughs> so, uh, yeah. Yeah, money's we, lost money. We've got two more topics before we wrap this story up. The other, These two are... Um, JR has got an off the wall one again, which I like to throw his way. Oh, uh, uh, the cops have a new way to get fleeing cars, Spider-Man style. Tell me about this new tech from Newsweek, this, from the Newsweek article. You know, that's very, you know, this is interesting um, because uh, in um, in the north in Cleveland, in the Cleveland area, I mean, we have had several 
controversies over the last several years about uh, police police force. Uh-huh. Uh, and um, it's interesting because and high speed chases is definitely one of them. Uh, because high speed chases, high speed chases can uh, create a lot of collateral damage, uh, and you know everybody tends to forget that uh, you know if if you lead the cops on a high speed chase, uh, you, you you know you're, you're only causing you're causing yourself more grief for yourself when you're caught because you've mm-hmm. got their adrenaline up so high. You know, it's but but this is kind of an interesting solution to stop that. Uh, apparently, someone has developed. A what he's a grappling device, and what it, it actually it reminds me more of a James Bond or a Batmobile thing than uh, than Spider Man, but uh, apparently if a police car can get close enough to uh, a vehicle it's pursuing, uh, it's got like a, a a gate on the front bumper or whatever, and then this gate drops, and ropes shoot out, and they grab the wheels of the uh, of the vehicle they're pursuing and can bring it to a stop. Uh, which is which which is you know uh, definitely an interesting way of doing things, mm-hmm. uh, and uh, it, you know basically it's this this guy I guess he just you know he he says he thought about the idea in two thousand and four and has continued continued to work on it. Um, you know I mean the the police in this story mentions the police have other you know have other tactics like the tire deflation strips and uh, other things of that nature. Uh, but they're, you know they're looking at this grappler and they're intrigued by it. The thing is, it has a lot of limitations. And and one, you have to get right up on a car's butt uh, before you can use it. Mm-hmm. And usually in a high speed chase, I mean, if you've ever seen, I mean, you ever watch any of the cop videos? You know, when the guy figures the gig is up, he jumps in his car and he drops and he, he screams off. I mean, the high speed pursuit is already in 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 effect. I mean, it's and something like this wouldn't be uh, wouldn't be effective. Uh, and it would also only be effective at lower speeds. I mean, it says like 40 to 50 miles an hour, the grappler could handle this with, you know, with ease. Well, unfortunately, most high speed chases, unless it's an old person who's, you know, who's, you know, unless it's a senior citizen who's committed the crime, uh, most uh, most uh, people leading a high speed chase are going to be going a lot more than 40 and 50 miles an hour. Yeah. But it is it's, it's an interesting it is. I mean, you got to start somewhere. Yeah. I mean, you know, you, you got to start somewhere. I mean, you know, it, what do, you know, what does it do? It grabs the tire and wraps a a, 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 what, a cord around it. Well, is that what it does? Well, what what it says here in the story? Yeah, it says at the press of a button, the grappler police bumper drops from the front of a police car. So, like I said, it's some kind of yeah. It looks it probably probably looks like some. And then they had a video on on the uh, mm-hmm. on the link page. It looks cool. Uh, I saw it. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, basically, it looks like it just kind of like a gate that drops. Uh, when the patrol car gets close to the rear end of the fleeing vehicle, the driver shoots, his gate drops, the driver shoots Spider-Man style, which is why, Brad, <laughs> that was Brad's justification for bringing this to our attention, because yeah. it mentioned Spider-Man. And at least it's better than some kid in a car <laughs> wearing a Spider-Man shirt in in, in Saginaw, 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 Michigan. Saginaw County next to the Saginaw River. Um, but anyway, the... Um, the, the the driver the driver shoots a webbing of rope is how it's described yeah. attached to bars on the police car's bumper the rope wraps up one of the bad guy's rear wheels and forces the ensnared car to slow or halt so yeah. if you watch the video it is kind of cool looking mm-hmm. uh, but to be honest really it 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 does it's not I don't think it's in its present form it's really effective for 
what it's trying to, you know, I mean, like I was saying earlier, yeah. I mean, a high speed chases start very fast. It's not like the bad guys, you know, start slowly, you know, 20, 30, 40, 50 or whatever. Usually it's zero to 80, you know, and, yep. and then boom, and they're down the road. But, you know, like I said, you got to start somewhere. Yeah. If it and, saves uh, a life, it's worth it. Yeah. You know, and they could have uh, caught OJ a lot faster. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, that's true. They could have caught OJ. Yeah. They, they could, they OJ wouldn't go with this. Oh, wow. Al Hastings wasn't going that fast. Uh, Al Cowens. Yeah. Al, pardon me. Yeah. What did yeah. I say? Al Hastings. Al Hastings. Yeah. Yeah. Al Hastings. Wow. Poor Al. Yeah. But, but actually, you know, this is uh, unlike a lot of the uh, the, the the stories that uh, Brad forces down the uh, our throats. Uh, this one's rather interesting. Well, cool. Uh, and, and I like the idea that it mentions Spider Man. Uh, yeah. It's, I it's watching, like putting a remember, web shooter on the front of cop cars, essentially. Yeah. yeah. I remember one story about um, because, like, I guess for fire departments or whatever, they're experimenting with. Um, uh, uh, you know, basically things that I, I'm trying to think, suction cups or whatever that mm-hmm. that can literally help you cl- crawl a wall. They're actually working with this technology. Mm-hmm. That's cool. And I remember watching this show, story, and it lasted for more than a minute. And you know, and then of course the newscasters were saying, "Oh, that's really cool. That's really," and no one mentioned Spider Man. Hmm. I mean, it's like. Come on, it's, you know. Of course, you've got to be. It's because about Tony Stark probably man. invented this. Yeah, <laughs> oh, jeez, make it come full circle. Anyway, but but no, it's interesting. That's like cool. Said, it, it, yeah. in, in this in this area of the you know in Cleveland in particular, we've had a lot of and uh, whatever we can do to uh, minimize the collateral damage uh, in police chases uh, is 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 a welcome yeah. a welcome try. I, I've never asked this of the panel. Anybody got a heavy foot? Anybody got a lot of speeding tickets? Nope. Not a single Who's one with me. George? <laughs> <laughs> me and George, I think, are probably good. Oh, man. Historically. Dude, you know how it is. You get in the car. You put the, the, the Motley Crew comes on the radio. <laughs> yeah. The Ooh, synergy yeah. is obvious, man. Stuff happens. Oh, man. George, every once in a while, you, you, you'll get that, uh, you know, you'll get your I Can't Drive 55 by Sammy Hagar, and then you look down, you're going 95. George I mean, and There's Zach a lot of fans fa- that are just bad for speed. Van Halen. Yes. Know. Um, anything on classic rock stations anymore? Yeah, you can't. Yeah, classic rock's bad. Bad. So, so you're asking you're asking Texans whether or not they have a heavy foot. I mean, really? <laughs> it's like they, 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 cops pull you over in Texas for driving too slow, probably. <laughs> <laughs> you know, you're not, you know, say, say, grow up, little boy, go to a state like Oklahoma. You're not man enough to drive around oh, here. That's funny. JR, you got a heavy, JR, you got a heavy foot? What was the last time you got a speeding uh, ticket? Uh, I've had more than my fair share of warnings, tickets. Yeah. Uh, you, but, but usually it's because the rest of the world is just moving too slow for me. <laughs> I'm not uh, moving too fast for it. Uh, it's moving too slow for funny. me. Mm-hmm. Okay, what do we like to end the show on? Ditko. Ditko News. Yeah, there we go. We got a good article. Wait a minute. Hey, whoa, 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 whoa. Before we get to Ditko News. Ashley, do you have a lot of speeding tickets? Oh, yeah. I've, I've got some. <laughs> so, so yes, because they, you're still relatively young. Yeah. They, so you're going exist. to accrue way more. <laughs> okay, George, George, George let me hear it. George, let me hear it. What is it time for? All right, it's time once again for Ditko News. All right, all right, all right, all right, all right. That's, that's actually Matthew McConaughey news. Uh, an author by the name of Benjamin Mara had a nice article uh, that was published over on Vulture.com. How appropriate is that? Uh, he, he uh, the subject title is the creator of Doctor Strange will not see you now. Basically, the guy 
uh, said, you know, Doctor Strange is coming out. I'm going to try to interview 89-year-old Steve Ditko in New York City. Good luck, sir. Uh, he, he, in his article, he had a quote, and I, I tried to order this, but it was sold out at the Steve Ditko website that uh, Robin Snyder runs. And it was why I quit Spider-Man. Unfortunately, I, I, I emailed Robin, and, and they said that it sold out. But it, he quotes an article from that uh, paper that I've never heard Steve Ditko say. So... Uh, it's he talks about why he left Spider-Man and his strained relationship with Stanley, and this is a Ditko quote that says, "Why should I continue to do all these monthly issues?" Uh, he says he thought to himself, "Original ideas, material, material for a man who is too scared, too angry over something to even see or talk to me." Which he's talking about Stanley. That's that's interesting. Because we've never, hmm. we've often heard how Stanley and him weren't talking at this point. Ditko was pretty much scripting the book at, towards the end a lot more, etc. But anyway, uh, so the writer, the writer uh, Benjamin Mara, goes to Steve Ditko's house or his apartment, which has a God big, damn. which has a big S Ditko on the door. So you know whose house it is. You know who you're knocking on, baby. So I'm going to read some quotes to you. Uh, the the lock. Well, actually, let me read this first one from you, because he was waiting outside Ditko's apartment for a few hours, and he heard the television on in there, etc., and um, uh, let's see, he ran across uh, a couple of Ditko's neighbors, and uh, <laughs> <laughs> and he says, and the neighbors, he was like, hey, you know Steve Ditko, and, and this one woman said, one time, about 10 years ago, I actually got a piece of mail, she said. And uh, she said, I opened it and then realized it wasn't mine because the check had too many zeros. And uh, and the author says, my body jerked up with shock, and that contradicted Ditko's claim that he doesn't get a cut. And I asked the lady for more details, and she said it was from a movie studio, and that when she gave it back to him, Ditko just looked at it and said nothing. And, quote, that's probably why he can't work in that little office, she said. He's doing all right. Why he can work in that office. He's doing all right. So anyway, the guy's sitting outside Steve Ditko's house, waiting, waiting, waiting. He hears the television, etc., and he calls his phone. He hears the phone ring inside Ditko's apartment, so he knocks again. And This, this is the- creepy as fuck. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So the lock clicks, and the door opens, and there he was, Steve Ditko. Quote, imagine Uncle Junior from The Sopranos, but with sagging cheeks and a taller statue. He was wearing a black and gray checkered sweater vest over a light blue button-down shirt. Coke bottle lenses floated in thick black spectacle frames. I didn't get a look at his pants <laughs> or his shoes. What the hell? God Almighty. <laughs> he looked directly into my eyes, his expression sharp and uh, preemptively iri- uh, irritated. Mr. Ditko, I asked. Before I could finish the second syllable of his name, he furrowed his brow, he pursed his lips, and he narrowed his eyes, and he turned his head down and to his right at a 45-degree angle, and then shook it in what I assume was disgust. The door swung back into its frame, and the deadbolt slammed in. The whole interaction lasted about six and a half seconds. (laughs) And I stood there, and first thought that came to me was, yeah, that seems about right. I considered knocking on the door, but froze. What am I doing, I thought. Why am I bothering this guy? I had done my due diligence, and now I felt a little ashamed. I grabbed my backpack and headed to the elevator. So, that I felt ashamed, but I'm still going to write this article about it and get paid. That's true. true. 
What's, this is the exact yeah. opposite of last month's Ditko news. I want to I want to point that out. That is like, true. The Ditko Ditko was nice to the last interaction that we had. This isn't the only Ditko news we have this month. We have other Ditko news. What what's this? You, you have personal Ditko news. Oh, I did. I haven't sent it yet. I wrote oh. I wrote Steve Ditko a letter. I wrote Steve Ditko a letter. I, you know what? And, and then, and then we'll get the, we'll inevitably get the rejection letter, and then we'll spend twenty minutes <laughs> talking about Brad being rejected once again. It's like a high school. Yeah. I, well, it depends on what the restraining order says. If the restraining order says <laughs> Brad can or can't talk about so it. So my goal That's with this letter is first, first goal is to thank him. My second goal is to get something we don't know. So he doesn't give a shit for your thanks. He doesn't. No, he doesn't give a shit for my thanks. But I would like Ditko to talk to me. So I haven't sent this letter yet, but I have pulled it up on my computer just now. And I'm going to be sending this letter to Mr. Ditko pretty soon. I just need – who has stamps? I don't mail out stamps. That's another problem. I don't mail things. I have stamps. I will mail – I'm not driving to Texas to get them, though. I can go to the post office. But anyway, here is my letter. Mr. Ditko, I've been a fan of your work for more than 30 years. I first discovered your art in Marvel Tales number 137 which reprinted your Amazing Fantasy number 15 art on Spider-Man. I followed your works inside – I have followed your works since, and I just wanted to thank you for all your You work. wrote this, and you can't even read it. <laughs> Raise your hand if you read for a living. I have followed your work since, and I just wanted to thank you for all the, your hard work and creativity. The world is a better place with you in it and your contributions. Oh, my, my God. What, did he cure cancer? He is. Uh, anyway, good Lord. He is? He, <laughs> he is. He is. Uh, the world is a better place. Tonight. It's incredible there. Let me there, finish my damn letter. I'm going to cuss in Ditko's letter. Uh, quote, my first hero is Spi- my favorite. God damn you guys. My favorite hero is Spider-Man. Wow. And you created one of the most iconic costumes in all the superheroes. What, <laughs> what were your inspirations? There's my question. I've never, I haven't heard that. It is very detailed. I think one of the most detailed costumes in all of comics. And I've always wondered why you covered up his whole face in the mask. Many people of different ethnic backgrounds say they can see themselves behind that mask. And I'm not sure if you're flattered or upset that the costume design is everywhere. I can't leave the house and not see a Spider-Man toy somewhere in my travels. Are you reading any current comics? Are there any that you would recommend? Thank you for your time and years of entertainment, Brad Douglas. So, what do you... What, pros and cons of my letter. <laughs> no, I, I'm not going to do that. That's... That. That, that's that's. Is there any? Is there a question that I can get something out of him that we haven't heard before? No, I no. predict. I predict that he will say go into. He will say something about how. Well, I cannot say something about how. Well, the idea <laughs> has already been expressed, mm-hmm. and it's already out there. Therefore, um, therefore, it is now meaningless. A equals A. Or he something very, like that. <laughs> yeah, he will very politely. He will very politely tell you he's already answered these. He will say, I'm glad you liked it. Uh, that was a billion years ago. And then he'll have some sort of obscure Ayn Rand drawing or reference at the bottom. <laughs> oh, God, if he draws yeah. something, I'm going to geek as him. And, and, then, and then he'll write Steve Ditko and Brad will – I'll frame the Brad damn posts, thing. When, when Brad posts the, the first picture on on, uh, on Facebook and the front page, you'll see the tear stains of joy. Oh, God, Brad, yes. will, Brad will lovingly trace the letters with his, with his Cheeto-stained fingers. <laughs> <laughs> And think the uh, Ditko's pen touched this paper. Oh God! I'm gonna hold it to my face and smell it. Yes, uh, yeah. <laughs> it's gonna smell Put like it on an old pillow at night. It's, it's gonna I mean, smell it, like an old comic book smell, which is awesome. It, at least with with Jack Kirby, you could you could you know possibly have the smell of cigar. 
Yeah. Just leave it at the letter, and let's not keep let's not keep uh, escalating to the point where you're chasing down your your ultimate dream of having a Steve Ditko skin suit. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> Jesus, that went dark. What? Merry Christmas. What if he's <laughs> yeah. Ditko skin suit for Brad this year? To get Brad for Christmas. Oh, great, now. great. <laughs> Got me a Ditko skin suit. That's all. It's a Steve Ditko yeah. skin suit. In, in one aspect, when I, in one in one aspect, I I I kind of feel sorry for Ditko and the fact that people are still knocking on his door and st- like stalking him, etc. Sitting outside his door, that's kind of creepy, don't you think? Going to get somebody's house, Brad Douglas. If you were outside his building and you knew that that was his building and you yeah, just happened to be I would, there, I would. I would stop and you would go in and try to knock on his door. I would. But I would do it. I I agree. I would do it. I I take a picture of me standing next to the damn door. God damn. I would. That's that's. <laughs> Jr. Any thoughts on my letter? Uh, I think it's about as pathetic as that article you just read. <laughs> Oh. Wow. All right. Let's go JR around with a shot to the Tic Tacs. What? Here, I mean, you, come you, on. It, it's, uh, it's when you, when you read this guy's article, yeah. he, you know, he says because of the Dr. Strange movie uh, be, being popular, yeah. you know, he was hoping that the increased profile of one of his greatest creations would make him more amenable to discussing his career. It's like, you dumbass. <laughs> People have been trying to talk to him for the last 20, 20 something years about these things. If not or more. more and yeah. he hasn't wanted to talk. It's, it's like, what, why does everybody seem to think that they're going to be the one to crack the Ditko nut? You know, like all of a sudden, Ditko's going to just say, "You know, I've I've avoided talking to everyone. I've avoided talking to people for fifty years. That you are special, so I will tell you everything I've refused. I've refused to tell the rest of the world. Maybe I'm that guy, Jr. Maybe I'm him. You know what? No, Brad just thinks he's a special snowflake, Jr. I mean, we already know this. This is um, the most. This is the most inappropriate Ditko news we've ever had. <laughs> Skin suits, nuts. <laughs> we talked about Ditko's oh, nuts. Oh, we we have we haven't talked about the uh, the Bigfoot sighting um, either. What? The picture. The picture. Oh God. The picture. Oh oh oh. <laughs> Let me pull up Tom DeFalco's email. Hold on. Uh, yet another oh, picture oh, another email. Suddenly Tom DeFalco is like okay. the Lauren okay. Coleman. No, okay. Uh, uh, <laughs> okay. Let's, this is three Ditko oh, oh. news items. Okay. So, so I uh, came across yet another picture of Steve Get- Ditko that I suspect might be him. So I'm like, I, I, I asked the group, what do you guys think? And I said, nobody cared but you. And I, and uh, I said, uh, I'll, I'll just ask Tom DeFalco. So I sent Tom. No, no, no. Let me read the email I sent to Tom DeFalco. Did you email him at a, at, at a, at a normal hour let, this let, time instead of 3 a.m.? Let's see what time I emailed it. I, actually, we, we need to clarify something. This is all Michael Bailey's fault. Oh, yeah. Michael Bailey said you might ask Tom DeFalco, and I, I did. As a joke. As a joke. I emailed Tom DeFalco <laughs> at 1.21 a.m. on November 17th. Wow. <laughs> I go, hey, to- hey, Tom, I hope you're doing well. I asked you a few years ago about a picture circulating about Steve Ditko. Another one is online that is claiming it's him. Do you think this is him? It's on the internet, so you have to take it with a grain of salt. 
Also, do you and Ron Friends have any Spider-Man-related projects coming up? It'd be fun to have you get two back on the podcast to promote it. Thanks so much, and talk to you soon, Brad Douglas. Tom! No, the reason I'm asking you is about this stupid Steve Ditko picture, but hey, if you got yeah, anything coming up... Feel free. Know. So Dit, uh, Dit, Ditko emailed me. No, DeFalco emailed me back at 7.28 a.m. the very next day. The very same day, actually. Hi, Brad. Great to hear from you. I'm afraid that Ron and I aren't working on anything Spider or Marvel related, nor do we have any future plans to do so. That's sad. As for the picture, it does look like Steve. Ooh. But I can't confirm that it's actually him. I haven't seen him in nearly 20 years. I've changed in that time, and I assume he has too. Hope all is well with you and yours. Tom D. Sent from my Verizon 4G LTE smartphone. <laughs> it, it's like it's like any time the yeah. Falco's phone goes off alerting him to an email. Anytime it's after midnight now, he just knows. <laughs> he just knows what that is. He's sitting there. Tom DeFalco said all of that when I could have summarized it in one word. I just would have said dumbass. Yes. <laughs> Because you put a hyphen well, in dumbass, don't you? <laughs> uh, we already know that, that JR is the red foreman of the Spider-Man oh, crawlface. All right, that's a long episode. Let's go around the horn. JR, final thoughts? About what? Dumbass. That's what you're ending on. <laughs> that's what we're doing. <laughs> Michael, final oh, thoughts. Like, uh, okay, in seven months, a Spider-Man movie is going to come out, and uh, we're pro- half of us are probably going to hate it. All right, Michael, final thoughts. One more suggestion, Brad. You need to put it in an index card and, ha- and draw half of it black and keep half of it white and mail it to Disco to show that you're how much of a fan you really are. Oh, there you go. Zach, final thoughts? <laughs> the fact that we took this long to do this amount of n- much of news is... Dude, this is a good episode. This, kind of, this is a potpourri. Potpourri. It is, it is kind of a potpourri. Of, it's of, a potpourri of with a, a Ditko cherry on the top. Uh, uh, <laughs> oh, oh. <laughs> Ashley, Ashley, final thoughts? Merry Christmas. There you go. George. Yeah. <laughs> Kevin Feige is dead to me. <laughs> Whoa. Uh, 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 uh. Why? All right. No, no, no why. We're done. <laughs>